The boundaries have been broken. Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. Welcome to Goyfire. This is our 24th show. It's also our live broadcast, so we're very excited about that. We're also probably going to do this live every uh, show from now on. Uh, Sunday, 2 p.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time, so please tune in um, and please uh, uh, send us your comments and topic ideas to info at goyfire.com. Tonight we'll be discussing the Aussie race riots, uh, as well as uh, a WTAQ radio snafu. Uh, we'll also be discussing a new study out by the Harvard Medical School classifying racism as a uh, pathology. Uh, we've got a couple of TJB stories, uh, including Brownstein being nabbed. TNB rounding up the program. But to return to our top story tonight, Australia, a crowd of at least 5,000 overwhelmingly under 25, took over Cronulia's foreshore and beachside streets. Police were powerless as 200 odd ringleaders, many clutching bottles or cans of beer, led assaults on individuals in small groups of Lebanese who risked an appearance during the six-hour protest. The crowd swirled after fleeing individuals, sometimes sweeping past police lines and horses, chasing a quarry who sought safety in restaurant shops and ambulances and police vehicles. Some were snatched by police who stood against the protesters and used capsicum spray. After a local man, Steely, had led a chant of fuck off lebs, a young man demanded the microphone and told the crowd it was racist. A bottle arched in from the audience and shattered on his forehead. He fled, quote, like a bleeding rabbit, somebody yelled after him. So, uh, this has been going down for quite 
a while. This is uh, really spiral, spiraling out of control, and um, I don't know. Have you guys uh, been watching this at all? It uh, <laughs> looks like the usual resentment of the press at seeing white people defend themselves and the quick to characterize. There are a bunch of drunks there. You know, there are a bunch of haters, a bunch of racists. Always every extenuation is given to these colored scum that riot in France and Australia, but when white Australians rise and defend themselves, why, the AP won't tell you anything. They won't even hint that there's a reason that they're fighting these, these shits that geo-immigration Jew, ministers let into their country. Well, you have 5,000 people in the street. By anybody's measure, is a riot, I would guess, or a self-defense riot, and uh, whatever the Aussies are doing, we should bring them perhaps to the United States. But, of course, we don't allow too many white immigrants in now, nowadays, just a token minority few. Yeah, there was an important thing is that to, to note here is that part of the background of this is the gang rapes that these Lebanese and other people have carried out against white girls in Australia, and they just don't, they don't talk about this. The way the AP played it in the one story that I saw is the whites are immediately referred to as they're, they're drunken and they have 200 ringleaders. Oh, that sounds ridiculous. You can't have 200 ringleaders. <laughs> You can have a, 200 angry people, but they can't all be ringleaders. I mean, unless the rings are one or two people apiece. Yeah, but uh, uh, this is a pretty sounded like a pretty spontaneous and and lightly, quickly planned uh, demonstration that arose out of sheer anger at, at, at these these monkeys finally going too far. And you know, it makes no sense in the media context. There's only whites only exist as a collective negative, according to the Jews who write the AP. And your local paper is mostly made up of AP stories. So, you know, whites are only a collective negative. If they ever act as one, it's always a bad thing. They must never, ever be allowed to associate and protect themselves in any way. That's always evil segregation. Or, or if it's proactive, it's evil, it's evil racism. And, uh, no, gangs of coloreds everywhere in the white world attack white females because they sense that whites aren't going to fight back. They, they may not even understand how the system got out, but they, uh, they know that it is. I know that one of the primary responsibilities of, of any male of any race is to defend the women of his race. And these guys in Australia have begun to do that. And that's ennobling for all of us in the world, all white men, I would think. In the case of these Aussie men doing this, it's something that, I guess hasn't been seen in the United States as of yet, except perhaps in the uh, in the stadium in New Orleans. And again, as a matter of fact, those were Aussie men there too, weren't they? Uh, were they uh, Australian or British who were... Uh, British, that's right. They were British, I guess, anyway. Uh, or a yeah, and they formed a circle like to protect themselves. And uh, they were worried about what was going to happen when the lights went out. And luckily, uh, National Guardsmen, I think, shepherded them out of, the, out of harm's way. But uh, yeah, they saw niggers in their native element. And, yeah, uh, so when will whites as a country or uh, as a race in our own country, when will we begin this kind of circling well, process? I, I don't understand yeah, why, well, why we're so slow off the dime. <laughs> I'm going to read a little bit out of a Sam Francis column that uh, regarding this phenomenon of gang rape by muds of white women. The, uh, this is from a, uh, Sam Francis back uh, here Francis. at VDR. This is back uh, August. This is like three years ago. Uh, he says, uh, the Australian Sun-Herald reports that police data show that some 70 racially motivated rapes of young white girls, one as young as 13, by Middle Eastern immigrants have taken place in the last two years. That's in France with a nation of about maybe 
55, 60 million people, 70 racially motivated gang rapes. 15 youths and men have so far been charged with more than 300 offenses relating to matters since mid-2000 alone. They are all of Middle Eastern extraction. Um, none of those involved is presently before the courts. Their alleged victims have all been Caucasian, aged between 13 and 18. And uh, this is, this is uh, basically what happens is these, these niggers and these mud people, these, these Arab scum, become friendly with a white girl, one that's been indoctrinated by uh, MTV and, and Jew Murray Rothstein. They become friendly with them, and then they lure the girl to some apartment or something. They have their, uh, their buddies all uh, rape them. And that's what niggers do because that's what niggers are. And it's not just niggers, it's, it's the Muslims also. And this is, goes on everywhere that these mud people have been admitted by Jews into white countries. And then worldwide media. With that in mind. Yeah, and then the it media, as you just pointed out, won't tell the truth about what's actually occurring. They act as if it's a statistical anomaly. Yeah, they, they cover it up. They don't talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they're always treated, whenever they discuss these immigrant, the immigrants, they always call them, first of all, they call them immigrants when they're often enough alien invaders. They never tra- trace a racial motive or racial hostility or even just a simple racial interest in despoiling white females in, in white countries. But that's what's going on. It's group competition whether or not we compete. And we've been disabled and disarmed by the Jews who use their media to tell us that we are, do not exist as a people. Ours is just to suffer and shut up and pay taxes so that they can, they can expand their colonies. Well, ultimately, that's going to lead to our genocide as a people. What we need to understand about this story is it's not just in Australia. And it's not just in France. It's everywhere in the white world. We see exactly the same pattern. Jews are the ones printing the money. Jews are the ones printing the newspapers. Jews are the ones controlling the immigration. Now look it up. Look up and find out who your immigration minister is, and you'll find that it's a, it's a damn Jew, and they're letting in the third world, and they don't care about what happens. Meanwhile, our forces are off, you know, fighting in Iran and, or in Iraq, not Iran quite yet, to uh, defend the border there and to, to make it safe there, but we can't have them stopping the border with Mexico. So, You know, even if you go to, even if you go to Google News and type in Jewish or Jew, it's just phenomenal the amount of, uh, of propaganda they generate daily. And, of course, that's the propaganda that's specifically uh, branded with their name, uh, not to mention the, the greater portion of it, which is uh, omnipresent in every country. It's essentially sociological Marxism that is masquerading as popular will. The media are controlled by Jews, and the Jews have an interest in destroying white people and denying them rhetorical as well as political existence. So we have to be individuals. Meanwhile, the Lebanese invade our countries in Australia and attack us, and they hate us because we don't follow their way of living, and they think that we're, we're open game to them. Well, these guys hadn't been indoctrinated enough not to fight back, so they actually did. They rose up and, and fought back, and there were thousands of them. And immediately the media leaps on them. Oh, you're drunken haters. You're racist. You're evil because you don't want your country being destroyed by a bunch of Lebanese Muslims. I mean, how would they act if that was being done if, if Muslim gangs were raping Israeli girls? The Israelis would probably blow them apart with our supplied helicopter ships, and, and all these same Jews who won't call us are a valid race would be uh, defending it. But, wherever but if these we try to protect our own women from gang rapes... Yeah. Go ahead, Craig. Well, wherever these are occurring, Alex, in our country as well, they constantly appear at the scene, and anyone who decries these mud people's rights to create whatever mayhem pleases them uh, as a people or, or pleases their urges, we are the evil ones. They will constantly uh, just propagandize this. 
And it doesn't matter how scummy yeah. or, or, or how low the person's under consideration, whether it's Tukey or uh, you name it. I mean, the, the, the victims, the ones who, who cry up and say, this is wrong. We're, we're not going to stand for it. And anyone who supports them, we're the bad people. And they have this in the pocket yeah, of their mind. They've floated it very successfully, except, as you point out, down in Australia, <laughs> they have an indoctrination problem now with these young white men. I, I, I'm sure they perceive that. Now. Yeah. And let, let's get to the beauty of this, man, seeing these, these kids stand up. And what it said is most of them are under 25. You know, that's who we aim our uh, the area alternative at, our newspaper. And I encourage those of you hearing us maybe for the first time, stop on by vnnforum.com and uh, check out our newspaper. We've got it up in PDF. We've, we put out... Uh, three issues, and we're working on the fourth right now. And it's, it's aimed at these type of young people to teach them, hey, here's what goes on that the Jews don't tell you, and here's why it happens, and here's what we need to do about it. It's a beautiful thing, man, seeing these guys stand up. I encourage these, these Australians to go out there and go into the newspaper offices and drag the goddamn Jews out of the newspaper places and fucking <laughs> slaughter them. You really want to solve the problems in Australia, you kill off the political elite. You kill off the Alex, goddamn really media-owning really rights. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, well, yeah. one of uh, hey, the VNN rise up forum and defend posters. Australia by if if you want the people who control the country, you got to understand we don't live in typical times. Most political theory was developed before the age of mass media. Well, today, the, if you own the mass media, you control the country. That's where the real political control is vested. And if they're going to define you out of existence and legalize you out of existence, and we know from TAA that Jews control most of the top law teaching positions in the U.S., well, damn it, those are the people you've got to deal with, and they aren't elected. Okay? So they're yeah. creating this sham. Logical the, the rhetoric people in will. response is evil. That's what they're telling you. Our right to yeah, defend ourselves, you, even with rhetoric, is evil. Yeah. We're never but, but allowed. But, of course, nigger hip-hop never rhetoric, that's you. not fucking evil. That's great. I'm sorry, Alex, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know. The, the, no, the I'm just saying, yeah, you're exactly right. These hip-hoppers yeah. are continually rapping about, uh, you know, killing cops or killing white people, what have you. This stuff yeah. is all produced by B Jews, bitch promoted by You won't by be Jews. able to walk. Yeah, that's what I posted to so one of them this week from, from, from uh, Big Shook. Bitch ho, you won't be able to walk. So mm -hmm. sore, I guess, from, from, from getting raped by a nigger. And, yeah, the Jews promote a culture of rape and narcissism and just niggerism. And then white people bear the brunt of that. And then the results of that are covered up. The inevitable and intended consequences are covered up by the Jews. They're trying to destroy us as a people and deny us our identity. And these kids, you know... <laughs> They may not understand all the technicalities of this, but they understand that something's fucking wrong when, you know, they're, they're saying there's something wrong with you. And, and what people may not know is in all throughout the Western world, in the 60s and 70s, they, they pretty much changed the immigration policies. They used to have a white Australia policy so that they kept it white and European and primarily British uh, because those were the people who created Aust Australia. I mean, before them was just a bunch of pre-people called Aborigines who... Yeah, some of the lowest IQs ever recorded. They're not really human. Uh, but uh, the point is, these British people built Australia and made it a desirable place. And now these, the, these, the Jews get in there just like they got into the other places uh, through war or insinuation in America. And they take over the, the papers, they take over the media, they take over the academia, they, they take over the high government. And then they start preaching them, no, anyone can be an Australian, just like anyone can be an American. Well, the only place you, anyone can't become one is, is, is Israel, where it's based in blood. They want to deny us the same blood rights they demand for themselves. These guys are fighting back. It, it's great. I hope they keep it up.
Indeed, it was guys yeah. just like in their own land. just just like Jeff Spicoli, who are too dumb not to know better than to fight back. You know, it's the college, it's the whites you've been to college who've been too browbeaten into being passive pussies. And these guys, you know, they say, "Fuck you, man. We want to live free in our own country the way we built it," and they have every right to do that. And I'd love to see them rise up right. and slaughter the political elite in Australia. I'd love to see that happen in Canada too. Yeah, well, uh, I would happen in Europe. But in the quad, don't leave us out. <laughs> well, I, I'm I on think... strict legality here, Craig. I believe we can vote our way to power through against the combined forces of the big three and fake locks news. You know that all the conservatives love. We'll do it legally here. I feel the U.S. is different. Yeah. I, on a related note, uh, there was an article posted by one of the forum members. Uh, Jewish donors back main political parties um, in Australia. And uh, there's a, a post there outlining how much, how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars have flown uh, or have, have flowed to the uh, liberals in NSW, the ALP, all of the different parties uh, in, in, uh, in Australia. Um, and it's, yeah, well, it's a very here. Here we have a direct quote: donations hey. to the ALP headquarters and state branches from all over Australia totaled 60 million. Uh, the Liberal Party nationally and in the states received 58 million. The National Party nine million. Pauline Hanson's yeah. One Nation. Despite its virtual demise, received 1.4 million. Yeah, and you know what? What? What do they hear here in the U.S.? The Jews are the major donor to the Democrats. They supply, I believe, over half of its money, and they supply about a quarter of the Republicans' money, or the, the single largest donor to that party. They control it through the money that they make. They buy the politicians. They buy up the media, and they exert de facto control over the politics of the country, and they use it to make the country more hospitable to themselves. And you find the quotes from their leaders, and they believe that diversity is good for Jews, and they don't give a goddamn if it's no good for you. And no, it's, it's important to know here. All these, yeah. Craig, all Even, these countries are claiming that they're democratic, right? Well, the will of the people has never, ever voted to allow no. third-world immigration. It's completely the globalist elites that are led by Jews that are trying to destroy the very concept of a nation-state. That's sure. what you've got to understand. Recently, Duke was in Al Jazeera, on Al Jazeera, and he said that, uh, it, it, just think about it, it's astounding that the largest lobby in this company, uh, country, APEC, is, uh, is a foreign lobby. I mean, that on its face is just astounding, and any reasonable person would conclude there's something seriously wrong. Uh, well, yeah. all the times, say, yeah. Well, all the times we hear Nazi... To, in this day and age, should be a tip-off that we're dealing with a Jewish frame. Anytime you hear Nazi, you're dealing with a Jewish frame, and it's it's the longer it goes on, the more absurd it becomes. Again, I just that they they have people convinced that as long as we white people have this internal dialogue going on in our brains every moment of every day, according to our, our actions, how we think about other people, even. Our thoughts, as long as we have these self-controlling thoughts, is this wrong or is this right? Is this a, a, a bad thought or a good one? 
according to their definitions of what is right and wrong socially, the, the current moray, the current social moray, that they constantly want to be uh, reorganizing and, and pushing forward. You know, it, it reaches new levels with every day's newspapers and broadcasts uh, in, in uh, media in this country, in the United States, and worldwide, as we see in Australia. In other words, I, they broadcast yeah. it. They tell you, uh, this is a hot issue, you see. This is a hot issue. Uh, was this an instance of racism when this nigger was, uh, was uh, you know, sentenced to 25 years for a mere rape and a murder? Well, let's think about it. Is Tukey a good guy? Well, even the use of the term racist, it's a Marxist term, straight out of uh, Trotsky's book. I mean, uh, terms like that. Terms like that never held any type of water in nativist or Native America. Uh, they would, you would have been laughed off the street, but they can make these terms stick with their media machine uh, just as they can make uh, the term Nazi stick. Uh, it merely which, means the people preferring their own people. Yeah, and, uh, right. They, just as they made this one story, even that this one Jew Fink said that uh, everybody's racist. You, you can't pathologize a behavior that occurs 100% of the population, even this Jew Fink knew that. Yeah, well, racism is we'll only attributed to white people. It's never, every with everyone else, it's heritage or it's pride. You there, white man? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Welcome Hi, to Boyfire. You got a question for our distinguished and incredibly angry panel? Yeah, I just wanted to weigh in here on this uh, Australian thing. Um, Craig was talking about how the uh, white people have this uh, internal dialogue in their head uh, constantly about... Um, you know, whether it's a right thought or a wrong thought or a, uh, you know, uh, what you, we're constantly making these internal decisions um, in our heads. I think as a, as a group we need to become a, a little bit more, uh, how would you say, to uh, make quicker decisions about things. I don't think uh, non-whites have this this idea in their head. They're constantly thinking about what, what, what they're doing and whether it's wrong or right, you know. Uh, we need to be no. a little more impulsive about our decisions and what we do you know i was talking to my mother the other day about, about scott peterson it's kind of an old issue um but you know if, that's, if scott peterson was a black or you know a mexican or a jew even there would be you know these these racial groups would be fighting for him and, and hoping he you know went free and i said you know i hope he does go free and uh i got a really bad reaction from my mother because she uh you know she said how could you say that you know the guy's obviously a scumbag and you know this this kind of thing. I said, you know, as as a race, we need to become uh, more impulsive, and we need to, you know, instead of thinking about things and, and weighing all these decisions out, I think it'd be to our advantage to uh, simply just, you know, to take a stand for something without constantly weighing it out. Yeah, maybe that will occur. Right. Well, I think that's as what happened in Australia over time. Right. I think. I think that was a pretty valid point. Uh, you know, just be becoming more uninhibited uh, mentally, uh, breaking out of the the frames uh, and and uh, the self-flagellation uh, regarding um, uh, racial uh, preservation and uh, our living space um, in general. Yeah, I think uh, that they uh, go ahead. And uh, thanks for being on, by the way. 
uh, thanks for being on the uh, on. By the way, uh, white man for white land. Uh, we appreciate the call. The the comment I want to make is that the Jews have built a society that's meant to instill a double clutch in the white man, a fatal hesitation. A double clutch. And, 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 and they do that by 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 legally discriminating against you, but even more so through the media by t- depicting you as weak or foolish or inept or undesirable, while at the same time celebrating you know the black man and his heroics. And and this is meant to instill, and it does instill, passivity. And and it's not just the, the upping of the black race and the downing of the white, but the upping of the female and the downing of the male. They don't want aggressive, intelligent, independent white males. That is the sector that can threaten Jews for political control. And so that's the sector they're bent on demonizing and destroying. And they destroy him partly by, by breaking him down mentally and partly by uh, encouraging his women to, uh, to be uh, basically raped by these, uh, these blacks. And, and by uh, the way, Alex, that's, that's also working. the reason SPLC and uh, CAH and all these other organizations, the Associated Press even, specifically target a word they like to use and go after we who mm-hmm. don't stay in their mold of, of do not speak uh, as to who the puppet masters are, the people who are, who are constantly propagandizing whites with uh, everyday new levels of uh, get your mind in order. We're fucking sick of it. Yeah. Just shut up already. Let's compare some of the rallies in the U.S. to this thing in Australia. It was more or less spontaneous, but it was based on a background of, of real grassroots anger at what these Lebanese scum are doing down there. And when the time came, the rally arose, and the, ring, the, the, the leaders of it naturally came to the front, and with very little organization, just using some cell phones, they were able to organize effective, effective and violent mobs of people. And if you think violence has no part in, a, in our revolution, you're just plain wrong. Because civil rights made its way by violence that was backed by Jewish media and by Jews paying off the cops and paying off the feds to buy the cops to uh, point the guns at the solid white people rather than the uh, criminal blacks. So we need to have violence and power on our side, and that will help win minds back in our direction. So well, kudos why do you to think the that they send federal this is a great agents. What's yeah, that? They're sending federal agents en masse to all these U.S. rallies, uh, as controlled as they already are. And they are very concerned that this is going to break out in some future time. And when I say future, 24 to uh, 48 months, if not shortly well, after that. Craig, and the thing here is the Australians didn't, didn't negotiate with cops to be allowed a sliver of no. the back ass no. end of a park to give a little feeble demonstration. They fucking rallied and forced the cops to respond to them. Seize the initiative, white man. That's what this shows. It's a beautiful thing. I hope they keep it up. I hope it becomes more formalized, and they drive the muds out of the country, and, and they trample the Jews as they're fleeing. <laughs> well, on that note, let's you had a go comment? to a, let's. Yeah, well, we uh, just wanted to take a small uh, break. We're going to go to commercial here, but be back in, in five uh, for your calls out, you have an opportunity to talk to Alex Chain and myself live. Uh, so give us a call when we come back from this short break. Thanks. You're listening to Vanguard Radio. Are we taking it through five there, I suppose? Live, right? Yeah. 24-7. IRC Java. Pick your poison. White racialist. Intercourse. Live and online. VNN Live. That's right, live chat for VNN. VNN.MINE.NU 1488 slash join number VNN. For you Java folks, HTTP 
Cohen, double slash VNN.MINE.NU, Cohen 88 slash VNN Live. Antis need not apply. Come get some. The problem is for the next generation. That's when the hurt's going to come by. Let's get that wing in Come on! Let's go! They're taking over, and and you're a racist pig if you resist. Go back to Europe. It's a war. I'm a painter. In the last two years, I started buying guns. You don't make anything better by adding 30 million Mexicans to it, do you? I'm not going to sit by on my couch and get fat while my country disappears. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to hear from the founder of the Man Man Project? I'm going I'm to show you an armed vigilante right here. These are our weapons. The, the reforms in immigration that have completely altered this country have been the result, really, of elite um, sentiment and, and, frankly, you know, I think interest group lobbying and so on. The Democratic Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of voters. On the other side, the Republican Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of cheap labor. There is absolutely no immigration law enforcement which means we have no borders, which means we have no nation. We don't choose this border, again, as the line in the sand to our own government about what we, the people, demand and what we expect from the government. You know, uh, then uh, you might as well just check it in and make sure there's something good on TV every night and stay out of their way. Don't do anything wrong, because you won't stand a chance. The United States government has refused to effectively protect the southern border with Mexico for 40 years. Average American citizens are now banding together to stand up against a government they feel no longer represents their interests. October Sun Films presents The Line in the Sand, a documentary by Byron Jost. Visit octobersunfilms.com for more information. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. the Aussie riots 
and what it takes to get 5,000 white men on the streets fighting for their living space, their way of life, their homes, and their loved ones, um, and uh, what what they're up against in the media and uh, in the political spectrum. So um, we'll we'll continue talking about the the Aussie situation. However, we have a second topic tonight. Um, uh, an article was released last week titled "Psychiatry Ponders Whether Extreme Bias Can Be an Illness." And I quote: Medical health practitioners say that regularly say they regularly confront extreme forms of racism, homophobia, and other prejudice in the course of therapy, and that some patients are disabled by these beliefs. As doctors increasingly weigh the effects of race and culture on mental illness, some are asking whether pathological bias ought to be an official psychiatric diagnosis. Advocates have circulated draft guidelines and have begun to conduct systematic studies. While the proposal is gaining traction, it is still in the early stages of being considered by the professionals who decide on new diagnosis. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah we caught, it, it's, go it ahead, Kurt. harkens right back to the Soviet Union. We've talked about this on previous Goyfires, in fact, a number of times. And, and this fellow, Passant, uh, he's, uh, he's been involved in this sort of thing before. And when you put people who are not in your racial group in high positions of power, well, surprise, surprise, when they begin to support positions which will further damage your group. Uh, they did this in the Soviet Union. The Jews floated this. They would haul away people who did not agree and uh, just say, well, they have a mental problem. And here they, they quote this one fellow, Aegis Solomon, I, I, I get, pardon me, Solomon discovered, uh, she was, Solomon is a Jewish-sounding name for people who don't know, probably Jewish. She was most effective dealing with the homophobic man when she was non-judgmental. So uh, she was telling this patient, he said uh, he was recognizing that there are more and more uh, homosexuals all around him. Well, this is what media tells him, how popular homosexuality is, you know, join in the fun. And then when he actually believes this and goes along with it, then she shows him data that that's not true. In other words, they can just bend people's minds any way they please so long as they uh, essentially recognize that their race is the problem uh, on the planet, the white race. And in this case, as whites become more and more cognizant, some few of us, in Australia some more as a ratio, then it's time to uh, pathologize behavior that supports your race. Of course, they're not concerned about la raza, the race, or about uh, niggers having uh, uh, pro-black activist ideas, which, which are oftentimes involved chipping out in front of... Uh, large political bodies at City Hall or you name it. Uh, that's not racism, of course, under this new definition plan, I would expect. Yeah, or how about people who believe that they're gods and everybody else are animals? Do you think those people will qualify yeah. as a psychologically ill, requiring treatment? 
No, like everything else, this will be turned against white people. They've long, they've always sought to medicalize political disagreement and pretend that anyone opposed to them is sick or moral, is medically sick or morally evil. Just as uh, William F. Buckley pathologized Joe Sobrin when uh, when the Jews brought heat on him to get rid of Sobrin for writing critically of Israel. And it didn't matter, as Sobrin said, it didn't matter that I worked for them and had great collegial relations with them for 26 years. All that mattered was I opposed Israel, therefore I had to go, and any means of smearing my character was perfectly valid. And, yeah, they'd love to set up a little bureaucracy where they cure white people. Remember, this is the same the psychological association that, in 73, before 73, homos had been listed as uh, sicko deviants. After 73, they were, they were normalized, and it was, it was a sign of changing political power. And so it is today. You know, People who espouse the racial views of the founders are called sick and insane by these Jews, who, of course, you know, are going to treat them by locking them up and subjecting them to God knows what kind of drugs, because the Supreme Court has allowed all kinds of drug testing on, uh, on people who were um, stuck in asylums. So, you know, you put it all together, and, and it's insane. And They've done the virtual same thing to every institution in our society, whether it's the secondary public educa- secondary education, elementary education, law over the past 40 years. They've changed that. They and their Shabbos Goy enablers uh, to where essentially anything goes. Anything goes except objection to anything goes. That doesn't go. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I almost see it as a way of, of uh, subduing a natural reaction. So it's almost as if they're trying to keep someone from throwing up who has just uh, ingested large doses of poison. Who's been fed poison. Right. So these people are trying to just puke it out and uh, are, are reacting to these horrific multicultural social engineering programs and then then they have this crew of psychiatrists come in and just uh anesthesize them uh lobotomize them uh into just going along with it yeah for and, for white ages they have to work with these people day by day it, it, it's awful mexicans or or, or uh negroes it, it's awful at best and in many cases, it's out and out dangerous if they live in the worst parts of some urban areas. And so whites constantly, I can see where they'd start to get some mental problems, you might say, in that uh, they're sick of it. And they have to, they're, they're cued by everything around them to, to say it's not okay to react to this. So now if they do start to react, well, they can just uh, put them in a straight jacket and take them away. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, these, psychi- these psychiatrists are just another form of court gesture, jester, uh, they're, they're playing to the money, just like the journalists do. And uh, yeah. to think, I mean, instead of investigating what type of mental problems are created by multiculturalism, uh, mm-hmm. they're there just mm-hmm. to, to turn off the lights. Yeah, it offers another avenue for bureaucrats to make money, and it's kind of parallel to whiteness studies in, in colleges, which we've seen arise over the past five or six years. Are they studying what's valid and, and wonderful and, and world-affirming about a whiteness and, and Aryan kind? No, they're studying about whiteness as a sick social privilege that must be abolished. Yeah. Well, these are, these are crusading, social crusading and money, money-making bureaucrats who want to set up another profitable division and lock away their opponents and make money doing it. If you go to these wasted uh, inner city settings and you see like uh, 
white girls, maybe 16 or 17, who have working class parents or are just stuck there on the bus and they're, you know, they're wearing grunge clothes because they know if they wear anything slightly alluring, they'll get uh, uh, attacked or or grabbed. And uh, to just see the, the, the real psychological damage of whites stuck in multicultural areas and then to read articles like this, it's 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 just it's it's horrific, really. And we're we're sick and weak for allowing the Jews to take control of our society, and it's time for us to rise up and take it back from them. That it has to be done. It's a physical act. We we, we just looked at uh, how many Jews in the Harvard Law School and uh, the approximate number of Jews in the Harvard student body. It's just way out of whack. Again, just as it was in the Weimar Republic. So. That they they have control, or at least at the very least, they have they hold sway over the minds of slightly more numeric whites than some of these institutions, uh, more than yeah. slightly. But the whites have gone along to the point that they're so self-effacing that they're not even whites. You could say. I mean, they, they, they just will not support their own people's position no matter what. And, and no ma- however slavish they can be towards the Holocaust point of view, and the Holocaust point of view is injected into everything. It doesn't mean the literal Holocaust. It means the, the whining, uh, look how oppressed we are by whom? By the white people, of course. And it's just injected into virtually every, every level of society and media. And... Uh, I don't see how people yeah, can't burst at the uh, the lock on their on their freedoms and on their beings, the existential lock. It's it's horrible. This guy Poussaint, I think his name was uh, was a script consultant on the Cosby Show back in the eighties. So this this mm-hmm. this stuff has high level approval, and you know this guy's coming from Harvard, which is as Shane says. I mean, there's I think about a third of the student body is Jews at Harvard. And, you know, they bitch about how they were discriminated against. Well, there's as many Jews at Harvard as there are. Uh, Christian whites. Think about that. Think about how they would bitch. I mean, there's as many of them as us, and they're like 2% of the population. And, and of course, where, whenever Jews get somewhere, it's by hard work. Whenever we get somewhere, it's by uh, racism. You know, so th- th- this is a totally hypocritical Or numerical superiority. That's what they, do. they don't like that. Destroyed. Yeah, they, they, they don't like us talking about what we talked about in TA number three at all, about their utter domination of the top law schools. And that combined with their media control and the money that they that they have to lobby with uh, and, and by our politicians results in an effective uh, dictatorship. You know, and I was thinking of these people on the internet to speak. You know, these soccer moms get the Aryan alternative, Alex, and they pick it up in the yard. And you know what their common complaint is? These guys complain about everything. Well, everything's a fucking mess. Okay, <laughs> we're just calling a spade a spade. What's the problem? I don't think a lot of the people realize the situation, like like Aja said, about their kids going to school. The the kids who are in the working class, who deal with substandard education because they have to be sat next to niggers and try to be be taught by people who don't even care that much. I mean, they have to be bused there. They have to deal with these animals who are basically ineducable, no matter how many trillion you spend on them. They're the ones paying the real price. The liberal hypocrites. Uh, they live off in their own communities, and they think they're going to throw the rest of the whites to the wolves. But in Australia, they show that they're fighting back. I hope they keep fighting. I know they Drag them out of the office. Uh, I like that part. Drag them right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Just look for the, not, um, for the Sephardic look. Drag out they're all the race traders and the Jews. 
Yeah, they're not dwelling on the right and wrong of it, which is uh, good for what. There is no um, right and wrong when you're protecting yourself from being stomped on, humiliated. When, when they deny your existence rhetorically and they admit other people to stomp on you and they don't even report it accurately, they don't give a fuck about you. At what point do they, does it become obvious? They're not your fellow Australians. They're your fucking racial enemy. And that's what they're doing to us. These Jews are using these niggers to destroy our people, our race, our family, us. It's that simple. It's not more complex. It's not something that requires you to be nice and have a Ph.D. to understand it. The Jews are using the niggers and the Mexicans and the, and the, the mud people from Asia to destroy civilized white people who are their one true competitor. That's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing underneath that. It's not yeah. more clever or sophisticated than I made it. It's exactly that. And how do we fight back? I think the Australians showed the right way. I have a second, well, part of this article. There's a, a paragraph. Now, just picture it. It's written pretty descriptively, but just picture this scene. Uh, standing in the central yard of the maximum security California state prison with inmates exercising around her, Chaikin, a Jew, explained how she distinguished pathological bias from ordinary prejudice. A prisoner <laughs> who belonged to a gang with racist views might express such views to fit in with his gang, but if he continues yelling racial slurs, assaulting others, when it's clear there is no benefit... After he leaves the gang, the behavior is no longer, quote, adaptive. So more oh, yeah, or less... There's, there's always a Jew mediating. You know, there's always got to be a Jew who weighs and evaluates. Nothing is valid unless a Jew approves of it or decides what its actual merit is. It's ridiculous. And we're going to have these, these hook-nosed creeps sitting in judgment of what we do, the ones who are building a wall around their country. And yet rhetorically saying that there's no such thing as white pride or pride and white heritage. All whites have is a collective evil legacy of racism and oppressing colored people. You have nothing to be proud of. Well, who built the whole goddamn world? It wasn't Asian. It wasn't Africans. It wasn't Jews The answer either. wasn't Jews. You know, for all their bragging. <laughs> we created damn near everything that, that, that's worthwhile and makes life pleasant. And we don't have to listen to their shit any longer. That's the political meaning of the Internet. And we are not going to allow the Jews to shut it down. Because after that, if that happens, the next stop is Jews dying at white hands. It's an overt, violent, physical revolution. And I believe yeah, well, it's going to happen anyway because they're too strongly right. entrenched. And I think eventually the craven Republicans who, who run our government right now will eventually give in to them and pass some kind of hate law. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it's for the better. Uh, if they're that weak, they should lose. But, but once that happens... You know, as, as I think Kennedy said, those who make peaceful change impossible make violent revolution inevitable. Yeah. And that is what is coming. Then, then they'll make the Turner Diaries truth. fact. We, we aren't accepting Jews controlling us. No Jew anywhere has a right to judge any white. Not to sit as a lawyer over them or a judge over them or a government official. Jews are a hostile alien presence among us, and they need to be gotten rid of. That goes for Australia, They're too. They're another race. They know, they know they're another race, too. I'm sure they do. Yeah, they well, shift back I, and forth as it what, fits their interests. You know, right, they're, they're, well, they're white when whites are on top in South Africa, and they're Jews when, when blacks are on top. Oh, we're not white, no. you know, they say when, when Rhodesia's turned over to uh, Mugabe and the savages. Oh, no, we're not white. We're certainly not white people. Yeah, we've been we oppressed like all you white. black people. Now, that's why we're here to speak for you in, in yeah. the midst of this terrible white environment you have to live in.
Yeah, sure. Yeah, they they love yeah, well, it. Here, and, and you, hey, just let me talk for just a, a second on a, a, a point I want to make. Is that you? You here in the U.S. You know, there's a lot of room, and there's still a fair amount of freedom compared to the rest of the world. You think you can move away from the problems? You think it's a, a problem that yeah, it gets a little worse now, and now it gets a little better? No, it's not like that. Think in terms of time lapse photography. And if you could see the U.S. in the time lapse, what you would see is these black necrotic city centers that are expanding and taking up more and more room, and the political discourse and the air, the water, the land, everything becomes more niggerized over time because that's what the people who really control the country want, and they feel safest in that shitty, mucky, dirty, niggery environment. And what, what ultimately happens is not that you find some mo way of living with these people. It's that they drive you out ultimately, as they are doing in Zimbabwe. I mean, there were, when, when whites controlled it, there were maybe a quarter million to 300,000 whites who ran a, a fairly civilized society and had a few million blacks kind of working for them. Well, now there's only maybe 25,000 whites within 20 years. The rest have been driven out. They kill you off. We cannot live. The races are irreconcilable, as Thomas Jefferson said. What's the chance he's wrong and some goddamn kike <laughs> is right? You know, so some kike Look, is claiming he can solve racism. Getting it's to already happened to the entire of California and Los Angeles. It's a non-white metastasis. Uh, cancer yeah. in the whole country, wherever it takes over, Atlanta, St. Louis, uh, I guess parts of Memphis, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, the whole Mexican metastasis is, is uh, I mean, it's over. It's a done deal in California, essentially. I mean, unless yeah. you're up in some place up in the Sierras. And if, as Alex said, if you think you're going to get away from it, no, you're not getting away from it. You know, turn on any the media only, and, and let your, little, your, your teenage daughter get assaulted by it. Before she and, walks and, out and the door Craig, and gets and literally I, assaulted. Yeah, and, and what have I talked about other times? I've talked about the letter to Salon when, when whites, the white girl writes in and says, geez, I was beaten up by blacks in junior high almost yeah. daily, and I grew to really like, dislike them, and I'm so embarrassed by my racism. The guy tells her to have her to go to an eye reprocessing center. I've mentioned that on Goyfire before, but you think about that. You know, any other group, they, they give them every extenuation possible for the most violent, vicious, heinous acts, right down to Tukey Williams, who murdered four people and founded a vicious gang. He gets every extenuation, but this poor girl who's set upon for no other reason than she's white, oh, gets thee to an eye reprocessing center, just like in Clockwork Orange. Yeah. This is insanity. Yeah. We're being raped and murdered, and we're told but, but Alex, that we're a major because we resist it. It's already a measure of how bad it is that so few people can even perceive these basic things that they're assaulted with yeah. every day and react as, as, an, as yes. a normal, to just yes. see... Uh, what you just cited, uh, the uh, it, it, contrast it's between a how, how Craig, my it's a, it's a very bad sickness. La Raza is good, white is bad. La Raza is on campus, yeah. uh, whites are causing problems on campus. Yeah, my ex-partner had, had a term for that, a prophosphere, you know, the propaganda sphere, the Judeo-sphere, the, the sphere in which we all live like a goldfish mm -hmm. in a bowl. You know, it surrounds us everywhere. White is bad, white is wrong, white is guilty, legacy of oppression, racism, every. No explanation for colored behavior other than, you know, well, they don't have enough money. They're impoverished or they're alienated. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm impoverished and alienated. You know, if you were actually looking to, to, <laughs> to give valid reasons for people being pissed off, okay, I can make that more, more coherently or more believably than the fucking coloreds. And, 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 but, you know, no white has ever given any legitimate reason for fighting back. And, you know, the racism, well, we don't know what happened, you know, the... You know, the white people get mad. You know, they're drunks. They're racist. You know, they don't tell you what goes on. You cannot believe what you read in the Kiken press.
cannot believe it. These people are liars. They're out to make the world better for themselves. And that means lying about you. They'll lie about you in academia. They'll lie that you're sick. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, this one comment, go uh, I mean, right, Foucault is a, an uh, overrated mo- postmodernist philosopher, but he used to use uh, the prison metaphor quite often. Um, yeah. And I think he was already aware of social engineering and the, the various aspects involved there. So this metaphor that, well, or this description where she's in the prison and then she's saying these whites, they're not even adapting to the numerically superior black and brown population. And it's no longer, I <laughs> guess she's saying, it's, it, it's in no longer prison? in their self-interest. Yeah, in the prison itself. It's no She's longer complaining about the whites in the fucking prison don't adapt to the numerical superior numbers of of, of the muds. <laughs> that's it. That's how bad it is, people. That's, the Jews yeah. are going to tell you how to act. Uh, you know, uh, what they, they 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 don't get raped willingly enough. What the fuck? Just like Alex said, all these Jews in yeah. a Jew name. You people need to fucking identify who's a Jew. First of all, that's uh, uh, survival one. A lot of you Job people, one. I think, don't, can't even recognize their goddamn names. And then we have this, this fairy, Nathan Lane. He's a Jew. Of course, they changed their name. How are you going to know? Supposedly, Joseph Lane at first. <laughs> this is the guy that played the, he plays the raving fags in all the movies, and the press falls over himself. And then they yeah. had some, some Jew promoting this new uh, bareback cowboy movie, uh, Entertainment Tonight. Oh, he was raving about how it was a wonderful love story. Two cowboys, you know. Out there with the coyotes and and, and and fuck each other in the sleeping bag. Uh, yeah, uh, an epic. They love just love yeah, well, shitting on white culture. They call it a wonderful yeah, well, love pri- story. They're just shitting on white culture. Yeah, well, the prison and, but, itself but, but, is. Whites have to learn who they are, Alex. We, yeah, we take it for granted, yes. maybe because on, on Vanguard News we know. I mean, we, 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 yeah, we entertain each other almost in a sick way by looking these people up. Look what they're saying. Say the Jew. Look at this this crappy saying about about white people. Just look at it for what it is. Just read it. Let, let me tell I'm you, sorry, if you don't ahead. think you're white, you wait till you're surrounded by, by coloreds, and you'll very quickly come to an appreciation of the immense and, and unfillable gulf of difference between you and niggers. You ask anyone who's been in the Army around niggers, I mean... Nothing makes racists like the army, except maybe prison. So anytime the races are pushed together, man, they, they don't like each other. And the only reason we're pushed together is that Jews control our government and tell us, oh, integration's good, not so good for Israel. No, no, no. We have to have a wall. Otherwise, Israel would be swamped demographically by Arabs. And that would be a horrible thing. It would destroy our traditional Jewish way of living and our very Jewish people. Well, I want the same thing for white people. Well, no, you're, you're a racist. But 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 good news for you. I've got someone who can cure you of that. You know, for twenty seven fifty an hour. I've got I've got a government paid bureaucrat who'll who'll psychologize you into health. A little lotion, a little a little fine talk and you'll be good to go. You'll love the new niggerized America. That let, let me let me quote Jefferson, right? Okay. The Jews uh dispersed as they are still form one nation hostile to the, the nation they live among. One alienation hostile to the people that they live among. I mean, his point is that they are they are an alien people. They they are not the same as the host people. They they portray themselves that way to get the benefits of it. They, you know, they wave the flag as long as it means our boys going abroad to die for Israel. But they are an alien nation, and they're hostile to the nation that they live among. They are hostile to you and me. Well, they're going to phase Jews out Jefferson, our, our Alex. Enemy. That's just a matter of time. 
th this founding father stuff is out the window because uh, as more and more, what they will say is this really doesn't represent the worldwide culture that America is now, the, the, the wonderful diversity that we have. Too much emphasis on these, uh, these white racist slave owners. That's going to be phased out uh, yeah. lickety-split. I mean, in a no, time lapse, you're talking about, towards, you know, picture the next 20 years. Yeah. 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 They already they're, phased out. They're uh, banking. Usually, like, George Washington yeah, banking schools, that, they, they make a Martin Luther King schools. Go ahead, Adrian. Right, they're banking that numerical superiority will force whites to adapt to niggerized ways. Um, and and we do see that process actually working. I mean, here we have the prison metaphor where they've locked things within their gold uh, or their, their fishbowl, and then they just add a whole bunch of shit to the water and see the fish sort of choke and uh, adapt to shit. Um, but um, we see it in, in one case, uh, on the one hand, the people that aren't able to leave somehow adapt to the politically correct tenants just because their personal safety is based on it. And on the other hand, we see people jumping out of the fishbowl. Yeah. Well, the inter that's the Internet. I mean, the Internet is, uh, has allowed people to get horizontal communication and get sources that are, that are not Jews. And when people have always said, the, the right has always said, people hate the liberal media. But translate that into reality, people hate Jews. They just don't understand that it's Jews who are producing this stuff that they hate. And that's our job is to make that connection. We always have put that at the forefront of VNN's mission. And probably more than anyone else, at least I hope so, we have educated people that the Jews are your enemy. Here's what they're doing to you. Here's what you need to do to respond. And that's a mission of Goyfire, too. And, of course, VNNforum.com that we'd like you listening to join if you haven't already. I think we've got, damn, we're building towards 5,000 members. Uh, we do have a third topic tonight. Alderman accused of calling radio station with racist message. Now, whenever you hear racist, of course, that is a Marxist term. So you're dealing with a Marxist. But the uh, article continues. A radio show caller who made what some say are racist comments has been exposed as embroiled Green Bay City Counter member Earl Van Den Heuvel. WTAQ Radio commissioned a lab voice analysis to show that <laughs> Van Dane Hoyville used a false name to speak his mind. That, that's the idea of investigative reporting these days. <laughs> right. Christ. Don said he thought, he thought minorities were the cause of much of the area's crime. Quote, they are committing the rude. crimes and, and they are doing these things, and I'll tell you what, it's about time we started cracking down on these people, end quote. Yeah, and then he says, yeah. being a racist might be a smart thing to protect your property in this city. And that's rather like uh, Edgar Steele's uh, Racism 101, Defensive Racism, and which is he's using the classical sense of the meaning of the word, which is support your own people, your own culture. We're an orderly white culture. We believe in uh, protection of property. We just take it as a given. You know, that your property's safe if your neighbor leaves uh, his car unlocked and, and you were to see somebody go in his car, you're going to immediately call the police or, or, or go accost the offender. But non-whites don't see it like that. In other words, that's their pride. That's what they, they'll actually tell you in jail. That's my, what's your pride? What, what crime did you commit? In other words, you can see them on message boards. They, I saw one the other day, this kid bragged about how he swiped 50, uh, Calculators. As a matter of fact, it, 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 uh, I believe he's a, a 
a guy who's an anti, he tried to post on VNN forum, and I looked him up. But he was bragging about he had swiped 50 uh, calculators, I believe it was, from his school and sold them and how clever he was. They take great pride in this. The same way they take yeah. great pride in, in convincing you that in the job market, uh, uh, you've cheated them, they're more successful, and therefore uh, they should have your job. <laughs> yeah, they can. So few blacks can do legitimate work that you know that you do what you. Why does it, the crude joke? Why does a dog lick its balls? Because it can. You know, niggers steal things because well, well, what else are they going to do? I mean, they can steal stuff and they can pretend to make rap music and. Beyond that, there's not much they can do. They are what they are. It was actually their culture change. in Africa for thousands upon thousands of years to raid one tribe and everybody steal this, steal women, steal things. It's literally their culture for tens of thousands of years in Africa. Yeah. yeah. Ujizma. No, t- tell me the one you're Collective gang of. rape of the, of the rival's women. Ujizma. It's the eighth principle of yeah. Kwanzaa. I yeah. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along yeah, with that's what I was you know, some other Ujizma, which is like collective economics. And uh, <laughs> well, one of the forum members, why uh, Kwanzaa uh, used um, what was it the the Jewish uh, menorah as their holy uh, uh, candle holding uh, uh, receptacle? Well, we know the background of that guy. What was his name? Karenga. He created Kwanzaa. Was a a, a torturer and a murderer, right? And he cr- he created it in a lab back in '67 or something. Yeah, he created it, and of course, you know, the only reason it exists is it's played up by the by the Jews who want to have it along with uh, minor holiday Hanukkah created as alternatives to Christmas, or at least co-equals, even though they're not. And uh, I just don't understand how people at holidays and everything they're just assaulted with a constant propaganda from from Jewish writers. I don't understand why people can't get it, Alex. Uh, yeah. I mean, you just well, take like apart I, any article you read. You look, who wrote this? What are they saying? Where is this yeah. information from? It's a Jew or a mud oftentimes telling whites. I just don't get it anymore. Well, you, you know, Craig, I think it's partly a, a legacy of our, our WASP culture in America and also our Christian culture, which is disinclined to question motives. And yet all that the Jew uh-huh. ever does is question motives. And I think that was revealed right. on your exactly. video. The Absolutely. minute you started poking at the Jew, yeah. they didn't tolerate one question into their motives, but they responded yeah. with the same thing right back at you. And that's how Jews are. Yeah. Whites are not like that. They're taught to be polite and to, to, if someone has a problem, you try to help them. Well, Jews are the opposite. They're taught to cause problems yeah. for other people. They're taught lying is a way of That's what of that life. Joel Katz did. A lot of them, Joel Katz. Yeah. And then we actually had posters on the board who would say that my behavior was rude. And unarian. Well, damn. When you're facing rude people, you have to be rude to defeat them. You yeah. have to adopt. Are we supposed if, to be if, glad they're up there keeping an eye on us? If, if so, they're so, being, so, you know yeah. that Jew Stephen Grossman. You know what he's looking up under the up in the tower? The sniper. Yeah, is the sniper face yeah. the antis or the whites? Yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think yeah, the problem yeah. is a lot of a lot of whites have lost uh, the connection between. World War II and the motives there and what actually happened to the U.S. and allied countries afterwards. Um, And that they, by winning, i.e. losing World War II, uh, we we handed over our our mass media and banking more or less to this hostile alien tribe. And uh, I think the WASP that may have been pro-Lindbergh and whatnot, 
uh, during World War II would have seen or noticed the change um, from Native American uh, uh, media to Jew media, uh, let's say from let's, 1940s to 1950s. But the longer it continued, the less the amount of people who were able to even make a comparison. And that's why today we're, we're really fighting an uphill battle because uh, yes. this tribe well, has been entrenched for so many decades. Well, it's it, worse it than an uphill battle. Yeah, I think we're right. at this point we're just essentially chronicling how things uh, became even darker on a dark planet for, for the United States of America, for what's left, the Qua, because... Uh, it, not to be too negative, but just realistic. I think we're just more like chroniclers at this point. I really do. It's just uh, well, there's there some pocket of resistance, and it, it may happen like Australia in some few central states, central or northwest, or finally, uh, when 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 the death knells are there. Look what happened to South Africa and Rhodesia, which you talked about earlier, Alex. You know what 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 what, what may happen then if yeah. You know, well, it maybe we'll have to go pocket this on you know USBs or something, or you know, a little uh, keystone. It, it could be that bad if they shut down the First Amendment, as Dr. Pierce said, and even you said that earlier in the show, Alex, that they will try to do that with hate crime laws and such as they've done they're so successfully in other white countries. They'll try to cut away with it. They'll keep the yeah. language, but they'll try to do away with the actual formal protections. As we saw, I, I posted something earlier on the forum. It's the state of Ohio coming after me personally uh, as a, the guy behind VNN for posting a classified ad from. Uh, a man in Ohio who sent us an ad in which he mentioned that he's a white male. Well, that's, that's horribly illegal. Now, of course, Ohio itself has a commission on African-American males, and they have a commission on uh, Hispanic Latinos slash Latinos. And so they have, they have a whole commission set up to look after the interests of these sectors of society, whereas a white guy can't mention in the ad that he is a white male. Of course, everybody else has to run, you know, we're E-O-E. -E. Well, what does that mean? That means they discriminate against white males. But by God, you'd better not mention that you're a white male. And this sort of thing is characteristic of the tyranny that America has become in which, you know, we have these civil rights, but, but they're at the expense of freedom. Freedom of association is freedom. It means you can associate and contract with and, and fire and hire and say what you want. But you can't do that in, in, under a Jewish tyranny. You have to hire and fire who they want you to. Okay, well, let me come in here with this uh, one quote. Uh, Thursday, getting back to this, this radio show host uh, and voice analysis, Thursday yeah. morning, WTAQ's Jerry Botter, uh, Jew alert, who had the audio analyzed, called for Fandine Hoyville to resign from the city council and the Brown County Board, not just for his remarks, but for the lie that followed. Botter said the conversation went like this, quote, I said, Earl, did you call my show last night? No, no, I didn't call your show. You didn't call my show pretending to be Don in Green Bay? No, why would I do that? Batter told listeners, I think he should resign and resign immediately. He's an embarrassment to the city. So, uh... Uh -huh. he, well, he made the call. He had this dichotomy in, in his being, and he was willing to animate the dichotomy instead of animating the resistance as we're doing at BNN. There's the problem. Afraid of being uh, yeah. uh, declaimed or, or, or defamed as, as a, a racist, a supporter of his own people, because uh, he knows full well that that's been categorized in the, in, the, in the public moray as completely taboo and unacceptable behavior under any circumstance. Yeah, I think... Uh, 
You know, you know, Craig, this reminds me of that story down in, uh, I believe it was suburban Chicago, where the woman left a message on someone's answering machine, I think a school director or something, saying, look, you know, we're sick of these goddamn minorities. They're the ones screwing up these schools, and we have to keep moving out of the way. And then she kind of denied it when they got back to her. But mm-hmm. clearly there's all this frustration uh, underground. And the point I was, I'd forgotten earlier was uh, the WASP culture of civility in which you overlook the defects of the other as a way to be polite and to ease friction among people works fine. And the WASP individualism works fine where you have white people that that, that kind of behaving ero- erodes out of. But when you mix with paranoid, hostile tribes who grew up in an altogether different biological culture, such as Jews or such as blacks, uh, it, it, the, the weak dominates the strong. The crude, the rough, drives out the refined and the sensitive. And so we have to, what will save us is not wearing a suit and being nice, although those are sometimes appropriate behaviors. Uh, it, it, it's violent physical reaction in the form of those Australians, as long as it is, is tethered or, or harnessed uh, or, or an engine is put in a chassis and, it, and the car is headed in a certain direction. You've got to harness that energy, but the raw, violent physical energy is needed to overcome well, the, the effects of our, our culture yeah. of civility. We should be civil among ourselves. It's but we also be because in many cases, but, but, but we, rhetoric we must and question logical the motives thought on the these matters will, will presage and precede the actual actions themselves. So if they can nip mm-hmm. the thoughts and, and, and the writings and the rhetoric in the bud... Well, uh, or, or they can tabooize yeah. that, uh, then they can stop any violent reaction or at least uh, delay it. How many uh, how many yeah. times every day are there constant news stories just about this one issue about anyone who dares to even suggest that hey you know I don't like the way these things are going in my country or in my community like this this article about this council alderman. I mean it's just yeah. Inundated with it day after day after day. Okay, well, we, somebody did it. Okay, zoom yeah. in on him. Okay, just like there was a science fiction movie recently, a, a couple of years ago. You guys know what it was? And, and they would drop. I think it was Tom Cruise. They'd like burst through your ceiling <laughs> with grappling hooks and a big explosion and, and grab you right on the spot. It was <laughs> hilarious. It reminds yeah, me of what shoes are doing. And then fly away in the helicopter. It's metaphorically what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Well, Craig, imagine if they could locate racism in a specific portion of a lobe of the brain. I'm sure they would demand that there be uh, chips installed, you know, to, to identify whenever bad thoughts occurred and monitor them. I yeah. know they would do that if they could. Yeah. This uh, movie was called knows, like pre-crime or, 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 or pre-thought. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, they, they but, do but what they do. But that's effectively what they're doing right now. They're just coming with grappling hooks, mental grappling hooks. Uh, our people can't they've destroyed see it. all over they're doing racism, it all over the now world. They're, they're doing... now they're going for the preconditions. And one of the preconditions yeah. that leads to racism is the ability to read and think, because those yes. tools, if you apply them consistently over time and do your research, you will become a racist, because racism is simple fact. And so they don't want people even learning how to read, and that's proven by the fact that public schools teach the look say method of reading, which does not work. Why isn't Solzhenitsyn's book still in fucking English language after being out for uh, completed three years now? What is that, 200 years among us about the Jews and what they did in yeah. his country? He's a Nobel Prize uh, winner. Where's the goddamn English version? Jews. Surprisingly, I, I Craig, those, those houses up in New York aren't so interested in picking it up, it seems. Maybe maybe one of those yeah. conservative uh, yeah. interests yeah. they've that, all started will do it, but I bet yeah, there's that, no that rush. That phony yeah, Nobel Jews, Prize he undeservedly got. Yeah, him, him and Tukey. But uh, hey, hey, on that yeah, let me make a point. Let me make a point there yeah. because, uh, hey, Sultan Ethan, uh, my my old friend uh, Reg uh, Regina Belser, who I started VNN with, uh, 
she has a, site, a quote in her site from Solzhenitsyn who says, you know, like, short of willingness to die, there's no, there's no defending yourself. Uh, there's just, you know, temporizing and, and uh, making, uh, making compromises. And that's what the Australians do. I really like when you talk about this back, subject, you can actually, to die. When, yeah, when you can actually make progress. Look at how they're defeating us in Iraq. And it's not us. It's the, the, the poor guys who've been abused by the Jews who think that they're defending America but are really advancing the prospects for a greater Israel. And once you're willing to die like those Iraqis are, well, gee, they're making progress. The U.S. is going to lose that. And we're going to come back. It doesn't matter what the portly chortlers, uh, the bourgeois, respectable conservative, loudmouth bloodlusters say. We've lost over there. Plain and simple, like Howard Dean said, although, you know, he backs off from it. But clearly they're willing to blow us up, and they know that eventually we'll leave because we're not over there for a good reason. And even these idiot conservatives, deep in their bones, they know that. They let these interested Jews yeah, create well, this plan to go destroy a country that never touched us. Well, damn it, that's not American tradition. We're supposed to leave other people alone, worry about our own damn business, like keeping the goddamn Mexicans out that the Jews let in. Let's deal yeah, with our well, business. Our business is we're white, and our enemies are the, the Jews and the, the folks they let in, and we need to deal with them, not Iraq. Yeah. We have no business over there. Well, a new study's out. Uh that's confirmed that the Grinch didn't steal Christmas, but rather the Jews. In fact, there's a story confirming this. Uh, the fur has been flying on Long Island over a Christmas tree lighting celebration in the Tony North Shore community of Manhasset. The North Hempstead town supervisor, who is Jewish, by the way, incidentally, objected to a local... Catholic priest's religious blessings at last Friday's ceremony, and he made his displeasure known in front of the entire crowd. What followed was a mini holy war waged via phone and email that ended with Supervisor John Kyman bowing to public outrage and repeatedly apologizing to the Reverend Nick Sensarski by letter and in person. Rise up, man. Rise up, you damn Christians and, and, and white people. That's how you <laughs> defeat the Go after them. You have to be as obnoxious as they are or they will win. Obnoxious arrogance will win out over civilized passivity every single time. The wasp model cannot defeat the Jew model. What defeats the Jew is in your face. You're a goddamn kike. You're my enemy. Fuck you. We want to win because we want to live our lives our way. And we're free men. We're not fucking consumer slaves. It's that simple. Which do you want? You can have it if you take it, but it will not be handed to you. These fuckers control all the high points, and you're going to have to take it back from them, and that's going to mean blood. It's going to mean a lot of media and yapping like we're doing a lot of writing and typing with your fingers, but it's also going to mean blood. If you don't want to pay that price, well, you know, go flick on the sport. Well, it's never been otherwise in any revolution in human history, I guess. No, exactly. Anyone exactly should know that right. it will start in the streets and... Uh, it's it's already started in the streets. It's just that too infrequently whites will respond to it appropriately. That is in a self-defensive, even self-defensive at yeah. the beginning manner. Well, it takes a while to build up consciousness, and that's what we're doing here in Goyfire. We're explaining you are a people. You are not only a people, you're a valid people. Not only valid, you've created what's valuable in this world. And, and fuck them for saying that's not true, telling our kids that there's something wrong with them because they're white. And using our public schools to indoctrinate this ideology. They think we're, we're the goddamn Soviet Union. 
oh yeah, it fell, it died and fell apart. Bullshit! It just moved over here out of Nazi Germany and, and, and from Russia. The same brothers of the same Jews who killed off all those white people in Eastern Europe now control America, and are lecturing to us and determining from Washington what we teach in our local schools, and sending our kids abroad to die for fucking Israel. And stealing billions of our dollars to give the goddamn Jaime and Shlomo over in shit stand? Fuck them. Every American should be extremely angry. You know, and you, you get up tomorrow and you go to church, you're not going to hear any fucking anger from the priest. He's not going to warn you about hell. Well, I'm warning you, you should be fucking pissed off at what the Jews have done to America. And worse, we've allowed them to do it. That stains our character forever. No matter what happens, if we win in the end, that blot will still be on it. You should be incensed about that. You listening to this? Well, they've convinced people that multiculturalism, at least they've convinced them to go along with it as a facade, benefits their family and the wonderful diversity. And so this is why this, this, this term is constantly from elementary school, candlelight vigils, you name it. This diversity, I, I tell you, it's a, I, I wish I knew the number of uh, times it's used in, in press media yeah, you and know, on you, television. It, it's just it a was sickening term. Chris Jeff said Americans are so fucking dumb. You 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 piss in their face and you spit in their face and then tell them it's <laughs> raining and they believe it. And I mean they come out here they have ADL and oh we need diversity in this area. The the, the college president of this feminist mediocrity from from back in New York. You know oh we need more diversity at Truman State. Well, white people that's an insult to you. She's telling you you know you're not good enough. We got to replace you rural white hicks and losers and, and uh, shit crickers and scummy rurals. We need to have diversity and bringing people from India and Mexico and the Philippines, that will make us better. Those places never need to diversify. Well, let me give you a little bit of local color here. The other night, at uh, one, of the, one of the businessmen in town, he owns a bar and a, a catering place, and he has a, he has a round bar where they hold, like, a blues festival. Uh, he's, he's an old white guy. Um, I've met him once. I don't really know him that well. But uh, he was attacked by uh, one, one of the TSU nigger football players and, and his white buddy, and apparently there may have been a couple others, and they were, had an altercation with him in the bar parking lot, and then this uh, nigger, the white guy, ran down his, uh, his worker, and it really caused him a hell of a lot of problems. And uh, that story has just started to come out. Well, this, you can imagine, this is the sort of football player that they bring here on a scholarship, right, to help diversify TSU. And, and like he said, I've never seen anything remotely like this in 30 years of being here in the square, here in Kirksville, where it's still 93% white. Well, this is what diversity really means. It means fucking niggers attacking white humans. Okay? Diversity, yeah. diversity is an insult to you, white man. It's saying you're not good enough. We want to get rid of you and bring in the cool colors, really cool like you see on TV and in the movies from Hollywood. Well, they're not cool. They're just a bunch of used fucking scum from the jungle. And yet, Alex, as that story, what you just related in, in Kirksville, what happened, it's the same in Toledo, in, in during Hurricane Katrina, and in Kingston. It's it's not the the, the muds is uh, violences that is the story when the Jew media picks it up. It, it, it's the uh, no. the audacity of whites to react to these uh, yeah and awful situations. Craig, we had the public the public defender here. Oh, these Instead are good just, kids. Let's let them out. Let's not lock yeah. them up in the jail. Luckily, the judge here refused yeah. bond, so they're under like $100,000. But, of course, if you ran over a nigger, I bet you they'd try to call it a attempted murder. But they just called it assault in this case. Well, they broke the guy's jaw. They screwed up his, his, his eye and his eyelid. They, they caused him all kinds of internal bruising. And uh, 
yeah, these are the niggers that they bring in, you know, for their fucking third-rate Division Three football team that never wins any games anyway. And, you know, wh- wh- why isn't that money going to some rural poor white kid who's shown by test scores and by, by diligence that he's able to actually learn something? Why isn't that person getting that scholarship money that but, comes but from... But these stories are replicated tens of thousands of times every day across communities all across the United States. Very few of them even hit the press. How many and, people know all these stories from their lives, anecdotally? If you sit with whites, whites will talk about this with their immediate yeah. families or, or yeah. with their cousins, you know, their uncles. Uh, a lot of them are afraid to go public, but, but they know it all over the country. They know yeah. it. They just have to start to uh, coalesce and, this consciousness. Craig, I'm I'm still digging on this. I'm going to find out if there were I, because the one newspaper report mentioned that there were a couple other people involved who I guess were not charged or tried. But I want I wonder if there are a few more niggers with with the one him and his white friend who uh, who uh, who did this. And I suspect there were probably a couple other blacks that were incidentally involved, at least in the verbal altercation. But yeah, as you say, this stuff goes on everywhere. The important thing is wherever blacks are, you get this kind of crime. It has nothing to do with the place. It has nothing to do with the amount of money in the niggers' pocket. They're niggers. That's what niggers do everywhere. They're irreconcilable. You know, these, these fantasies of, of, of liberals that, oh, we're all equal. We can all be educated to the limits of our ability. It doesn't work like that. We have to separate from them. They destroy our, our areas. They're just a blight. They're, niggers are it's a not just them. It's all the other Jewish stormtroopers that they've kvetched in here over the past 40 years. Mexicans, L.A.'s gone. California's gone. It's all of them, yeah. and, and then no matter where you roam in the country, you, you just have to deal with them. And I was in the bus station in, in Africa, or pardon me, in Richmond, <laughs> and this African <laughs> came up to him. He's a fucking African. I mean, with an African accent. And he tells me, and he's got a, a rifle slung on his shoulder. No photos, he tells me. Yeah. Delete it. And, and, and this I African know. replaced some Estonian immigrant. Anyway, bye. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to head to commercial break here. We'll be back in a second and join in the live conference right now. All right. mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. You're listening to the Vanguard News Radio Network, home of the White Freedom Party. News and views for whites. No Jews, just right. Stay tuned. man you just can't reach. I don't like it any more than you men. 
idea. You're listening to VNN. Boy fire is in progress. Please phone in at 609-910-1418. Now, over to the Goy Fire crew. All right, Stan, thanks for the intro. We're back live. It's happening as you are hearing us, so uh, be sure to use that telephone number uh, to call into the studio to talk with Alex Linder, What's Chain, that number again, Aegis? And myself, we look forward to talking to you. So, our f- we're entering now into the TJB section with an article uh, that Chain provided in the forum. Michael Berg, leftist father of terror victim Nick Berg, running for Congress. The News Journal of Delaware reported today that Michael Berg, father of terror victim Nick Berg, is running for Congress from his new home in Delaware. Nick Berg was a civilian who went to Iraq several times seeking to help the Iraqi people by rebuilding radio towers. He was kidnapped by terrorists and beheaded. Uh, Berg briefly became a darling of the Bush-hating media when television news showed him collapsing in his front yard in Westchester, Pennsylvania, when he was told by members of the press that a videotape of his son's beheading had been released by the terrorists. So, uh, yes, it's amazing. Uh, Berg is seeing a therapist weekly, and that Berg says the FBI has agreed to pay a substantial part of his bills <laughs> through their victims' <laughs> assistance program. Uh, I need to call up the FBI and ask them which division that is. There, I need to know. <laughs> they, they pay off the bills. Isn't that funny? The FBI is going to pay your psychiatric medical bills. I, by, I guess if we get hauled in for racism being a disorder, are they going to pay our fucking bills? <laughs> There's always a catch. Uh, okay, okay. They got me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And in running for Congress, I'd like to know that uh, district in Delaware. I bet he I really, really zoomed out the Jew population and the, and the liberalism in that district. And this guy, Berg, by the way, he was at Yorktown. When we were at Yorktown, uh, I, I went there. NSM was, uh, sponsored that, but there were other people there. There were creators there. There were um, Aryan Nation. Uh, there were a lot of groups there. But um, Berg was there. And uh, I, I don't know how his son went from being beheaded by, by uh, uh, Semites to uh, now this guy's a, a political celebrity, but uh, that's the way it is in the claw. Just like uh, Michael Newberg and you name it, uh, you know, a- a- any Jew you can name over the past, uh, Bella Abzug, Betty Friedan, uh, uh, the, the big Stellar Steinem, uh, uh, who, who Saul Alinsky when I was a kid I know I've mentioned that before but guys my age will remember it this Saul Alinsky was on TV just non-stop they, all he had was a podium and a camera and Saul Alinsky and in those days you only, you only had a few networks you know so 
uh, just on and on, on and on. And who knows what his son was really up to either. Yeah. Does anybody believe a Jew went to Iraq to help the Iraqi people? Uh, I can believe a Jew going there to make money or to cause problems for the Iraqi people. I don't really see a Jew going over there to help the Iraqi people. And I don't think I'm cynical for looking at it that way. Well, even the common sense of it, why would a Jew go to that country? I mean, you have to kind of have a certain uh, a bizarreness about you even to uh, show up there and, and be a Jew. Fucking radio towers. Radio towers for humanity, man. It's like an extension of project humanity. Building shacks for lazy niggers who won't build their own shacks and calling that helping humanity. He went, he, he's yeah, well, old radio towers. Better? would certainly never broadcast Jewish propaganda or porn. Yeah, what better, what better way to democratize the country? He, he was seeking to help the Iraqi people by rebuilding radio towers. Where was it that the Jews, uh, they took over somewhere, and I think uh, somewhere that the Palestinians have, and they started piping in pornography. That's how Jews looked at communications as a tool for destroying their enemies and profiting themselves in the meantime. Profits in politics. So who knows what actually happened. I, I, I have a feeling there's more to the Berg story than we know, but I have nothing specific. I feel that way about a lot of things, though. I'm sure you do, too. When you've ever had a news story that went national happen near you and you've seen how it was reported, you know that they get not only do they get lots of things wrong, they don't even want to get a lot of things right. So the truth about Nick Berg. Well, I, I think, I think uh, Nick Berg's uh, uh, father should uh, reveal us, to us the name of his uh, analyst so we can, <laughs> we can find out who's the best Jew analyst paid by the FBI these days. He, you know, he just needs a little brain reprocessing, Craig, to, to think about his son's education in a different, a happier way. You know? <laughs> but the FBI <laughs> paying the bills. I mean, that's right. There's a division within the FBI. Think about it. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. As even as he runs for Congress, I mean, is this man well enough to be in the United States Congress? <laughs> <laughs> He's a little. Well, they're, they're working overtime. His medical condition notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah, it's all too funny. So that's what it comes to, people. I mean, you know. If you can't see the humor in it, you're indeed sick. <laughs> Insane dude. Yeah, so a nutty congressional uh, uh, or a candidate running on your tax dollars. Maybe the FBI is going to contribute to his campaign, or at least the doctor will send in his money that he got from him. <laughs> I, I don't know. The whole thing is pretty funny to me. I don't see where the FBI yeah, well, connection is. I mean... His kid wasn't working for the FBI, was he? Was he? No. No. It's an international FBI crime, I guess. Head. Maybe the FBI went over there and investigated. You don't have to send the FBI all over the world now when something happens to... Uh, uh, Is there one Jew in the world who's not receiving reparations for something? <laughs> you know? Some form of bogus subsidy taken from us? I seriously doubt it. Uh, of course, they, they, they've led around. the way in making sure that we float all kinds of payments to the Mexicans and niggers, though, right? Weekly and monthly and yeah. what have you. The Mexicans yeah. who invade here get their Social Security so they can send that back to Mexico. and, and uh, Medical. Medical. Licenses. Wick. 
Yeah, WIC, AFDC, Social Security Supplemental. And, and meanwhile, uh, the father's down to pick up at the Jew built Home Depot, uh, Home Depot <laughs> pickup area. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, we have a, a sex attacker caught uh, by the name of Brownstein. Uh, now, we did cover this in a previous Goy Fire. This is the Brownstein. Finally, a happy story, a story with a happy end. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. This is hot off the wires. This is uh, Brownstein of uh, the Village Voice. If anybody listening in for the first time does not know who Brownstein is. What? They employ perverts at the Village Voice? Uh, apparently. Uh Peter Brownstein managed to elude police for six weeks. Not even pleas from his father and brother were enough to convince him to turn himself in, and a $12,000 reward had no takers. But finally, Friday, thousands of miles from New York City, Brownstein's luck finally ran out. Peter Brownstein's arrest came today on the campus of the University of Memphis. A female staffer apparently recognized Brownstein from a recent photo in a local paper and immediately notified campus police. Curtis Gunter, university spokesman, quote, one of the officers saw him first and when he was approaching him, the person stabbed himself in the neck several times, drawing a knife from his own person. Brownstein is currently listed in critical condition in a Tennessee hospital. Peter Brownstein is the prime suspect in a bizarre Halloween sex crime in Chelsea. He allegedly bluffed his way into a woman's apartment by posing as a firefighter and then sexually assaulting her at gunpoint for 13 hours. What a kite. He is a nasty-looking kite. Get on the forum and look at it. We've got a, a shot of him. There ought to be a solution to that, like making them wear a certain symbol on their clothing. Talk about a Jewish like free hand, like a $12,000 reward for turning yourself in. I bet he was tempted. He probably figured he could turn himself in, and if they imprisoned him, he could sue and collect it upon his release. That, that must have been a white woman that, that spotted him at the end because they're not saying that she should get the twelve grand. Yeah. But, but when he pulled the knife from his person and stabbed himself in the neck, I like that part. That's pretty good. I hope we lost enough of uh, Oxygen, then he won't be riding anymore. Village voice. Dick Berg. <laughs> Maybe they should fly that vegetable to Is right away. I, I, I say let him go to Is. Right? <laughs> if they're not going to let him die, let him go to Is. Fly him out there, put him in a first class, put him down there, splay him across about a half dozen first class seats, and fly him right over to Is. Fugitive him out, fugitive him out of here. Yeah. I wonder why he didn't flee to Israel myself, like that guy down in Maryland, that little punk kid who killed his friend. Hey, he was selling his blood, Alex. He, he ran out of money, man. They, they said he'd been in a blood bank selling his blood. <laughs> he did a lot of I need enough for an L. I'll check it, man. I well, they didn't sell it. They, they just said he visited as if uh, he was involved in a little bit of, uh, you know, humanitarian dealings there on the end. Hey, doesn't L. L. have a special bear for... I bet LL has a special felony fare for uh, kikes fleeing to the motherland. I could see Sharon <laughs> subsidizing that. Hell, they would take it just about anything at, at, after a certain point. Slap a star of David on it, call it a Jew, and use it to sandbag yeah, the barricades. Quite a story, this one. 
That's he is a nasty there. looking kike. I wish we, I wish we, he looks arrogant, obnoxious, and, and the sum of all Jewishness. You know, you don't you don't see Jews portrayed as criminals all that much, or maybe occasionally in in, a, in some sort of financial scam. But plenty of Jews are violent criminals. That's something that we got to focus on once in a while. Is that a lot of the gangs in America were really were dominated by Jews, and that includes the muscle men, not just the accountants like they portray it on TV. Really vicious, sick, vicious people. Essentially, Russia was Russia was taken over by gangs. It was Jewish gangsters, Jewish murderers who killed off the Tsar and his family, including all of his beautiful daughters, and who took that over as a criminal gang and butchered more people than pretty much have been killed anywhere, possibly excepting uh, China, but uh, certainly in the white area. And so the Jews are not just scammers and accountants and, and running their little scams over the phone. They are direct, bloodily violent people, and, and that, that's ignored. They're not all little Woody Allens. Keep that in mind when you hear about the mob being Italian. No, the, Jew, the Jews control the mob. Uh, more than the Italians do. The Italians are just the movie face of it. The Jews are both the killers and the scammers. They have diverse talent, you could say. Yeah, well, well. speaking of killers and scammers, we have Stanley Tukey Williams uh, being put to rest uh, last oh, week. Oh, it's beautiful. Founder of the Crips gang. Uh, Stay yeah. motherfucking Tukey on the ground and shit. <laughs> 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 What kind of government cheese do they give out? Is it sharp cheddar or mild cheddar? Right on time, Bye bye, Tukey. All right. Where my government cheese at? So how old are they like? What happened, Aegis? Well, uh, first the NAACP uh, tried to get clemency for him, and then uh, Jesse Jackson came out and uh, made a very strong case for this murderer of, uh, I believe, four people. Uh, he stood there and uh, fought yeah, for the, his Let's racial member. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Terminator That's put a... Put put a hurt on his uh, shuck and jive routine. Yeah. Um, defense. Children can learn from Tukey Williams. Uh, this is from what? December 7th. Yeah. <laughs> this is from December 7th. So uh, they're still asking for clemency. So here, clemency should be granted condemned killer and Crips co-founder Stanley Tukey Williams. So at so at-risk kids can continue to learn from him about the horrors of gang life, defense attorney said Wednesday. Well, he returned to the uh, church. He found Jesus, right? Didn't he find Jesus? Uh, they say Stanley has devoted his life to doing what he can from where he is. Attorney <laughs> Jonathan Harris <laughs> said during a vote. Isn't that great? Now, catch that again. Stanley has devoted his life to doing what he can from where he is. That's a imagine how much better he could do if he would have been set free. Just imagine all the good he could have spread. Oh, there's a lot of good. It's really a travesty, I tell you. A travesty yeah, what can a waste. A nigger quadruple murderer gets more respect than we ordinary, normal citizens do in 
toy fire here. You know, we're the bad guys. We're the evil haters. And this fucking murder, this Spabuki who murdered four, mm-hmm. is some kind of a hero because he wrote some stupid book, probably illiterate, and found it. Listen, a, a he's so much better than the four of the us. I like that. Just really can't be calculated. He's a nobleman. And it, let, let me let yeah. me issue a, a, a very That's nice. That's why SPLC and Citizens Against Hate have to keep an eye on this. You see. There are a few I, I want to like say us who actually still suggest that yeah. you might be a bad fellow compared to us. <laughs> well, I want to I want to direct a spit this at these Europeans. These Europeans who are talking about uh, about him being you Europeans are brainwashed to think that niggers are maltreated in America. Let me tell you, in America, niggers are virtually a protected class. I mean, they have more legal rights than any other group except for Jews, and whites have to pay for them to expand their colonies out of our own pockets. And they kill people, and they can still find, you know, thousands of old white fools to show up to defend themselves. I mean, he butchered four people. You know, whereas we, who put out a paper describing what these niggers are up to, are treated like we're some kind of moral lepers. And you fucking Europeans who don't understand that, you need to study America a little bit harder before you start issuing opinions and saying that Schwarzenegger's wrong for putting this monkey to sleep, okay? You don't know what niggers are. Maybe you're starting to learn, but uh, just shut the hell up. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and, and 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 if you don't feel like you're learning fast enough, as the, as the French have, and uh, and if they, as they've learned in Amsterdam, just hold on because the Jews will be you know, glad to bring them into your countries from Africa. Yeah, I noticed those quotes came from uh, they came from Austria. They didn't come from uh, Holland or Amsterdam, huh? Mm-hmm. So you see, you, you pay attention to what your brothers are finding out over there in Amsterdam. Niggers are no damn good. None of them. Yeah, well, it's such a joke that they usually the the common line in the media is, of course, that we're the 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 toothless hillbillies that don't get around enough to to understand what the nigga beast is. Whereas, yeah. actually, the exact have opposite. Great dental work. We all know that <laughs> superior dental yeah. work of the black race. <laughs> yeah, they they think. Sorry, let me tell you. Know. You know what's what's backwards? Just that image they said Pardon. The death penalty is, is morally backwards, but no, it isn't. Not having a death penalty is morally backwards, okay? There are people so sick and vicious that there really isn't anything to do but just get rid of them, okay? And, and race aside, and this monkey is part of them. I mean, you, you can't house people. How many millions of dollars does it cost a taxpayer to, to keep this monkey? What should have been done was as soon as it was established that he'd done that, and uh, his black skin was a, a good indication that he had, take him out back and shoot him. Instead, you know, guys like us doing this and you listen to this, we had to pay, I would guarantee you, it was in the millions of dollars. What does it cost a year? Probably thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year to house a prisoner, and he's been in jail for 25, 30 years. You do the math, that's probably $3, 4000000 million right there for this fucking monkey who killed four people and founded a gang. So that's insane, okay? Yeah, well, this, Politics, this that, could, that could have... Well, you need to be housing murderer scum like this. You need to get rid of them. You know, yeah, well, and it's not could, like could have been cost, might execute an innocent man. Well, what about all the taxes you take from people? That cost them the time of their lives to make that money. So you're, what about those innocent people and their innocent life lost because they have to pay for this well, money to be, to be caged? Uh, again, it's although it's hacking the Jewish and Chavez writers and the arbiters of public opinion in this country, at least on the left, who are given a wide berth even in. Uh, um, film and, and television, they constantly cast his initial life experiences as the logical reaction to any any being who any human being who would uh, uh, find himself in Tukey's life situation. 
and therefore yeah. he reacted a, a, as only a person possibly could. Those were his only options, and that's yeah. why uh, it, it's it's a humanitarian thing to see that uh, the wrongnesses that he was subjected to and how he lifted himself above those. And this kind of nonsense yeah. is propagated as logical thought. And and yes, niggers never of their own malevolent malevolence or their natures. Yeah. or their jungle nature make choices. No, it's always white race mm-hmm. that explains everything they do, and it can't be otherwise. There's a logic, really, to what you read in the media. It seems it's not just biased. It's a whole systematically geared to create a, a fake world, because if you let any little bit of reality and then other bits of reality might get in, all of a sudden people go, what, this is insane. Why do we white people tolerate Jews running our society and mixing us with these jungle savages that kill us? It doesn't make any sense. We don't need to get mad about it. You know, why, why is it like this? Ask yourself a couple of questions. Get on vnnforum.com and look it over, and you'll see what we're saying. You'll see why we're right. And why do we, I, I ask you reading this, do we sound like free men? And I think if you ask yourself, you'll say, yeah, we do. We sound like we can say whatever we want. Do you get that feeling when you read an ordinary paper? No. You feel like there's things well, we they made would, that decision they would, to do that. Yes. Because we're so afraid of the consequences. And, we yeah. decided to be free, as Craig says. It's a decision you have to make, too, and you need to join with us, however the best way is, however that you can help, whether providing editorial or writing or, or underwriting or, or just spreading the word. You want you right. get See that? Free, but you got to take it. It's amazing what links people go that consider themselves clever to understand the whole intricacies of politically correct speech, thought, and behavior. Uh, that they, they take their cues. Uh, they're they're so up on the cues given by by their overseers without even knowing who they are. They just know what is permissible and what is not, mm-hmm. and that is what is considered cleverness these days. Yeah. Well, I, it's almost like whites have a perverse. All of their ability to understand and engineer things is, is perversely channeled into how do I comply with the latest PC dictates. How do I get even farther from making a controversial statement? How do I become even more embracing of diversity as reflected in my rhetorical you know, obfuscations and evasions? We're saying, Jesus Christ, man, lose the carapace of this garbage. Be a free man. Say what you think. You see what's going on. Your eyes aren't white. You don't need any goddamn salon-style eye reprocessing. <laughs> the Jews need to be reprocessed, and we've got a lot of gear processors around here who can render them into suitable steaks and sausages at a very reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Alex, I think that was a red box statement there. <laughs> You're right, buddy. <laughs> the, funny part is, the funny part is actually it wasn't because a red box statement is not even a politically incorrect statement. It's a statement that approaches being politically incorrect, right? See, it's already at like a remove. It's like a couple moats away from anything that might actually threaten one of the one of the valuable, important, you know, diversity goals of the Jews. I mean, it's that bad. It really is. Oh, really what, is. Are, what are those dogs? But I shall whip myself severely and never will. That's that Fortune 500 company's uh, policy. They they teach uh, they teach their people that, uh, you know, you got to be careful to avoid any statement that might reflect, you know, negatively on any kind of minority or protected group. And we like to call those red box statements. And we really, you know, we really encourage you. If you hear one of your colleagues getting a little close, you want to say, hey. Kyle, you know, that sounds a little like a red box statement there. You know, like maybe you're hinting that a couple of uh, homos shouldn't really be raising a child. You know, you don't want to really say anything uh, or, like or that. Or being a... It's not really your position to say. 
I'm talking about or, or I'm talking about this is a this is how the government has put these rules and it's handicapped all the Fortune 500 with them. Otherwise, they'd be driven out of business by not being profitable. But if it handicaps them all uh, appropriately, and you know, if that's not fascism, I don't know what it is. I mean, the government and the corporations working hand in hand to guarantee a political outcome and political environment, and basically cripple all white males, force them to work and pick up all the slack for all the protected groups, and, and at the same time prevent them from saying anything about it. And, and you know, you can well, they control our own self-definition in our in our yeah. people's minds and they do it by inundating we're always illegitimate that. how do niggers how does their diversity help the workforce i mean they're lazier they're stupider um more offensive just on a personal social interaction scale well yeah i mean homogeneity breeds confidence and stability and, and mutual understanding and that allows for progress people naturally segregate and there's nothing wrong with that and it's only this alien force that finds its own interest in our being destroyed through that kind of integration that makes it the only <laughs> the only thing going. I mean, wherever the races could make private decisions, the juice at gunpoint says you have to mix. You have to mix in your public school. I don't care what you want. I don't care what you want to be taught. You're going to be taught that diversity is a good. I spoke earlier about the thing Ohio is trying to sick on us, and they have no real power because they're in Ohio as we're in Missouri. But the point is that. They they don't merely check to see if ads are discriminatory. They overtly go into the public schools and offer training materials teaching kids that diversity is a great strength. Well, they're overt, that's overtly tyrannical. I mean, if you say, look, niggers are different. Here's all the proof that they're different. I don't want to live among them. doesn't matter. That's an official state teaching. It's an official state religion, this equality insanity. And over time, as I've shown from historical examples, and we've always talked about an earlier goy fire from Haiti to uh, where, where they drove out the French... To, to Zimbabwe, to South Africa, they drive out all the whites and kill them and slaughter them off. That's what happens. It's not a problem that gets worse or better or fluctuates. It just fucking steadily grows and expands and, and destroys ultimately. And we have to understand what's causing that, and we have to deal with what's causing that. And that's a myth of another... Whites do understand. If they don't go along with the program, non-whites will make it very uncomfortable for them. And they're willing to do it, and they're able. And I think whites get that. You know, they know it. What do we do about it? Yeah, well, I think we're we're increasing the 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 space where they can really breathe and think, um, and uh, we can start to form a consensus outside the uh, the fishbowl. Um, I I think it these is podcasts very. These podcasters even uh, facing. Uh, they're helping the youth ages. These podcasts you and Stan are doing because. How many times do we read now that uh, young people across this country are you know they they go out and pass out flyers or, 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 or make some graffiti even. Of course, they don't, they don't bother much when they have graffitis all over train stations, ride a train in this country, and you'll see it. But even though the youth, a lot of them can't uh, intellectualize or, or, or get into the detail and the historical aspects of this, if only because they just haven't been alive long enough and they don't have enough comparisons to make ages, <laughs> we're changing it for sure. The, it's not just us, other people who are doing what we're doing to another one degree or the other. Uh, right. The positive thing about this whole the positive, yeah. yeah, about this whole experiment is just as the Jews were able to reshape our society using media, we can do the exact same thing, mm -hmm. and uh, it's working. In fact, I estimated yesterday that uh, our podcasts alone are getting eight thousand listens a month, and and Excellent. I could be underestimating. So. Uh, 
This and is uh, hear what we're saying and get involved. Right. This is the way to do it, and of course we want to expand uh, BNN's broadcasting capabilities. Tonight's show, this inaugural a live broadcast, is a part of that. Hey, just let's uh, let's give some uh, some respect and appreciation here for uh, Stan Sikorsky for doing the the legwork and and coming up with a technical solution to make it happen, which you know I certainly couldn't have done, and and we owe a great debt of gratitude to Stan. I hope you all out there listening appreciate that it's it's his technical doing that allows us to bring this to you. And, and boy, I appreciate it for one. Uh, I know I speak for you guys too when I say that. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we had a rough start in the beginning. Uh, uh, to give you a slight synopsis of uh, how the show's gone so far, uh, the calling plan that I originally had didn't work out. But anyone who calls in now will immediately be funneled to the show. So uh, you know, let's let's okay. hear some from how? some of our friends and uh, maybe a few enemies if got the balls. <laughs> yeah, the I thing can't about we have any enemies right up here. <laughs> well, the thing about live broadcasting is you really need to get into a schedule routine so people know when to tune in, and that's also the beauty of bo- podcasting is uh, that they can download and listen to material wherever and whenever uh, it it works for them. So uh, we're doing both. Uh, we would like to work on scheduling a bit so that you know when to tune in. We picked, we picked uh, this time slot because it's more or less uh, when most people are at their leisure. Uh, but uh, if you have any suggestions for scheduling, uh, we would appreciate any feedback. Aegis, uh, make, make them known in the forum. Let's set up a, a place in the forum where we can talk about specifically the live. Yes, radio that we're doing, and, and they can respond and tell us what we need to do to. to make Let me break in here. As I was, uh, you know, telling people to call in, uh, Colonel Kurtz uh, tried to call. Uh, you want to hook him into the uh, broadcast? Okay. Okay. Let's listen. All right. Let's invite him into the conference and see if he. I don't know how much longer you want to run, Stan. Uh, I, I could run all so. night, actually. I, you know, the more okay. we play, the more uh, I figure things out. Hello, Colonel. W- welcome. Hey, welcome to Goy Five. You, you got a question? <laughs> What's your take? You got to come strong and don't come at all, Colonel. Hey, nice. Go ahead. It's a great show tonight. I just. Uh, Colonel, you're, you're gonna have. You're going to have to uh, turn your speakers off in the background because there is a Turn your radio off. What, are you a virgin to listen to the radio before? <laughs> turn your radio down. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll turn them Charles off. Charles Crowdham, Hertz, and Moore Eliason. And we got a nigger here somewhere <laughs> talking, too. <laughs> I wasn't sure how this... I smell a Jew hater here. <laughs> what you talking about, fool? <laughs> you know, somebody mentioned... Um, Zip. Somebody mentioned Zimbabwe. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, yes, and uh, I was watching uh, BBC News the other night. They did a story on the sinking of Zimbabwe, and they they uh, they mentioned they mentioned that uh, Zimbabwe is so is becoming so poor now that the people are having to eat insects. And mm-hmm. and sure yeah. enough, yeah. Here, sure enough, here's some black. He opens up his hand, and there's a couple of bugs in his hand. I thought it was yeah. funny. 
They love the grub. I, we we well, need to send the peace girl over there and teach them how to grow earthworms to eat. <laughs> I love the the thing there is they pretend it's a matter of money. No, the money is 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 a, is a consequence. The money is a symptom. It's not the cause. Of, you know, you give them millions of dollars, it's still a damn nigger. I mean, ask ask all these football players. You know, who run people over. They're drunk and get let out of jail and do it again. Money does not cause. Money is a result. Result of your behavior. Uh, that nigger eating bugs. That was priceless. That was. That was really priceless. Well, I'm surprised they even showed that. Uh, the reality <laughs> of it might change a few minds. Oh, it was it was priceless. That, that nigger actually uh, he actually had some bugs right in right in the palm of his hand. But what kind of bugs were they? Ready to eat? <laughs> Just insects. <laughs> Just some kind of bugs. I don't know what. They, I don't know what. MREs, nigger style. What? <laughs> It was it was comical. It was it was just downright comical as well. <laughs> you know, Ben Clausen talks about that in the White Man's Bible. There hadn't been this enormous transference of of, of wealth and, and funds to support the continent of Africa over these many decades. We're essentially subsidizing those people. Our killers, really, is what it amounts to. It's kind of like uh, in Britain when they gave that mud uh, sixty grand to suicide bomb them in welfare payments. It's really the same thing we're doing on a planetary level. And who's urging yeah. us to do it? Well, the Jews are. Yeah. Taking our money. Yeah. A lot of the insane Christians are helping them, too. Yeah, yeah. You see that in the U.S. Well, a they're lot. Ju- they're Jewish. Uh, a lot of them have the essential Jewish belief, in my opinion. I know that gets into a little bit of a... Sure. It's it's amazing. It's amazing to me that um, that pe- people can see what what's going on. And they say, turn, they say tune into... Uh, BBC occasionally, and they can they can see what's going on in countries like African countries like Zimbabwe going down the tubes, and yet they can't relate that to to American blacks as this as if there's a non-connect there somehow. <laughs> they can't even see their own country going down the tubes. Uh, a lot of them. Maybe maybe some can you know maybe some can but some okay. can yeah, but, but but greater numbers cannot. Or anyway, they, 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 if they see it, they don't do anything. Yeah. Colonel, it's almost like an algebraic problem, like 3x plus 4 equals 7. Most people, they just aren't in the – they weren't taught algebra. X equals 1. Right. They weren't taught algebra, and they just can't figure it out for themselves. But for anybody who learned rudimentary algebra, it's – it's a joke. I didn't mean to start. Hey, well, let, 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 let me ask you about your movie. I want to ask you about your movie while you're on the air. Do you mind? Uh, okay. I, All right. Because, <laughs> so tell us yeah. about how, how what it felt like with these guys going by and all these uh, nominally high IQ whites and uh, Israel, Israel, Israel. That was a, it's a pretty sickening thing to see over and over. And these guys are going to make command in the uh, ships and. Yeah. Well. Uh, that's the state of that's the state of the uh, United States is all. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't expect we didn't expect any better, you know. But uh, then again, you know, there were there were a few of them that agreed with us and and let us know, you know, and let us know. Uh, but for the most part, it was all Israel. And uh, of course, you know, being in the military, they they have an agenda to follow and, and support. And uh, you know, there's nothing nothing we can do. It's just uh, we didn't. We didn't want to be confrontational. We just wanted to record what you know, their reactions. You know. Sure. 
How, how many what? of them were supportive of what you were doing? Maybe you know six or five percent or something. Would you guess? Or oh uh, no, I would I would say maybe uh, maybe one percent. One percent. Yeah, maybe one percent. You know, but but there is there is you know there is a, a small you know small element that that doesn't go along with with the uh, with the lemming mass masses. Uh. Maybe that's the one. But I mean, we we didn't expect for. we didn't expect any more. So that was. Uh, I I did think there was a priceless comment. Um, of course, your shirt said, uh, "Is Israel worth it?" And there was the one priceless comment of the highest. Uh, I I I thought it was the upper one percent of his class. He said, he answered a question with a rhetorical question. Are the Jews worth it? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that that pretty much says it all. I mean, uh, yeah. I, that guy got the prize in my book. Oh yeah, right. Just the tone of his voice, but just the way he said it, just the way he said Jews. I mean, it was re it was really uh, kind of derogatory. He said, "Are the Jews worth it?" To so see Colonel kind of he has uh, the uh, midshipmen from the Annapolis Naval Academy, and they're allowed to march by a certain area and. Uh, Essentially, just kind of blow off steam and not be as if they're in formation. Now, they're still in formation, but they can, uh, you know, hurrah or say whatever they want. You can see it at VNN Films. Go to govnn.com and look in the right column. You'll see a flashing marquee Stan has put up. It's called VNN Films, and you can see Colonel Kurtz is this very fine and emotionally moving movie. Anyone who knows exactly or even has an inclination about the uh, undue Israeli influence upon this country via APAC and, and, uh, be their influence of our politicians. Uh, you can see how they've influenced our young men in the military. But I thought that was so priceless. Put it, put it, putting a price tag on the Jews' worth. You know, are they worth it? It's almost in that material vein. And uh, of course, uh, anybody with a with a uh, thinking cap on would have to answer no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that was it was. Uh, it was an experience. It was a great experience, and uh, it was, you know, it was a learning experience. You never know going into some, going into these things, what what's going to happen. And uh, for us, it was, it was, it was low-level activism. It was uh, very non-confrontational, but yet, uh, you know, there were there were there were there was some there was a lot of tension, and uh, just you know. The, just the amount of people who actually uh, reacted to the T-shirts uh, surprised me. Uh, you would have thought that maybe they they would have uh, ignored it, and <clears throat> we had a we had a friend of ours uh, that that didn't that didn't wear a T-shirt, who went up, further up from up, upstream I call it upstream uh, before the midshipmen got to us, and this friend of ours stood stood up there and listened to um, some of the commanders. And the, the commanders were actually telling the midshipmen not to respond to us as as they approached us. They were actually given orders not to respond, and yet and yet most of them did anyway. So it was it was curious anyway. It was a curious situation. I don't. I, so, I think maybe so they disregarded a command because they knew they were able to at this special day when they're allowed to kind of blow off steam. Right, 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 right. And, and, and yet they they. They controverted the command by doing what the commanders would have wanted them to do anyway. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was as if they wanted to, you know, prove, you know, prove how loyal they were to to the Jews. 
Sure. Well, it's another layer of what we see whites throughout our culture do every day in terms of uh, supporting the multicult, supporting diversity, supporting this uh, horrible mayhem that's overcome the United States and uh, pretending that it's the most wonderful gift possible. Uh, it, it, it's just a, another institution that's uh, mirrored that same uh, killing message. Yeah. Uh, well, Stan, Colonel, uh, I was I've been informed that we have a second caller in. Um, Colonel, thanks for being with us tonight. Uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, we're going to take this uh, second call here. Okay. And great work on the activism. We hope you're going to do more in the spring. We encourage well, uh, people to get out there and join you. I, under I understand you, you wanted to have that um, line in the sand um, broadcast in in Anne Arundel County. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just I just got word today uh, that um, well uh, we'd like to get it anywhere on public access. With yeah, people uh, who know how to go through the process to get in touch with us. Okay, we'll you what you need. Okay, well I'm I'm in the same county that um, Anne Arundel County yep. that. So if 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 that uh, if that uh, DVD can be tran uh, can be um, transcribed into a in, into the right. Uh, Format for the for the cable access. I can. I yeah, can help Byron can do that. That'll be no problem. Byron can do that kind of course. Okay. That's no problem. Okay. That's, That's great. What I wanted to say. I guess it's going to be down there showing with America's a changing country by Dr. William L. Pierce. Huh? Right. Right. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Well, thanks for calling in, Colonel. Okay. Thank you. Right. My pleasure. Okay. I guess Stan will cue in our next caller here. Hello. As Hello. Hello. Welcome to Goyfire. Hi, it's Fawn Ranch from the board. How is everybody doing? Oh, we're fine, thanks. The reason I was calling in is I haven't really been listening because Stan has had his headphones on and I can't really hear it, but he turned it on for a second when I asked him, and I heard the colonel talking about the guy with the bugs in his hand. I thought on that and why they allowed that to go on TV. Mm -hmm. you, remember, you know those commercials where you can feed a starving black kid for a cup of coffee a day? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if this poor, this oh poor poor man is eating a handful of bugs. Imagine what uh, a cup of coffee and a, and a donut will get this guy. And imagine who's going to be in charge of all that money. And why don't people send the dollar uh, eighty-five to VNN per day instead? <laughs> I jump up and start building skyscrapers if he had some actual coffee. Maybe enough. <laughs> He might build a whole civilization before noon. <laughs> you know, sponsor a nigger. I mean, Jesus Christ, sponsor a problem, you know. It, it, I don't know. I wonder. These people think they're doing good. That's that's the ultimate joke of it. You're helping a nigger. When you give them money, you're creating I wonder if the, uh, journal... I wonder if the journalist didn't, like, pay dude to eat those bugs. <laughs> I want to know what kind of bugs they were. were they, like, oh, what kind of bugs were were they caterpillars? Were they grubs? Were they grasshoppers? I've eaten oh, chocolate yeah. covered cricket, and it really wasn't bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have been gummy you're bugs. Fan of the, you're a fan of the delectable cricket, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was on a bet, but I did it, and I'm not oh. proud of it. But, you know, you just don't go around picking bugs off the ground to eat. You, you grow a crop, you raise some animals, you... <laughs> Go to the store, you know. Yeah, you mean you grow <laughs> that made sense. You know, now, 
you, if you grow them in an aquarium, you know, you could raise a whole colony of them. Then you'd have some that'd be like any time you wanted, you could just dip your hand in and grab out a couple of crickets and munch on them. <laughs> <laughs> certainly doable. That's the, the white know, man. What you're saying about the, this transference of wealth, though, I was reading a Hillel site the other day, and Hillel has a, uh, is nationally sponsoring a big program to uh, stop the the uh, Sudanese from being routed, apparently by Arabs, I suppose, uh, and uh, that they want to stop this. Um, what do they call it? What's their word? Oh, yeah, Holocaust. Yeah. The Holocaust against these black Sudanese now. Well, of course, who's doing it? Well, they're sworn em enemy to the Arabs, right? Isn't that who's uh, routing the Sudanese blacks? I think they're all blacks, but though they play it like it's the Arabs attacking the Christians, it is. But they but they make it sound like the Arabs are the same as the Middle Eastern ones when they're actually they're all niggers and they're indistinguishable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The but but, but the again, they, they they get behind this, uh, uh, you know all over the world and inject themselves in their problems and they've gotten the United States involved in this too, injecting ourselves in, our, in all these countries and uh, uh, the Jews are going to save us and show us the highest moral tone possible no matter what the case is. And, uh, I'm still learning my racial awareness. Halal, H-A-L-A-L. Now up in North Jersey, they, they have halal butcher shops. What is that? That's the equivalent of kosher, slaughter. Where they have to kill the animal while it's still conscious and they saw its neck yeah. half off. It's really vicious stuff. It's disgusting. I know about kosher butchering, but um, the, the meat there is real cheap. The White cheap. House is kosher now. They have a kosher at the White House, especially. That just oh, that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, animal torture is a real Jewish specialty. And, and you wonder because so many, Jewish, so many veterinarians are Jewish, and you wonder about that. Um, maybe where you live, I don't know. I hope they're not well, Jewish in, in New Jersey, isn't it? I live in New Jersey. <laughs> the Jews are very frugal people. I'm sure that the Jews are Jewish veterinarians love to eat the leftovers, as long as they're not pigs that they were treating. Do Jewish vets treat pigs? Yeah, that's a good question. Unclean animals. It's well, a they, damn they, good they, question, Aegis. And how they, come they, no one ever addresses it? What an answer. <laughs> You know what they are unclean. It's an honest question. It requires an answer. Well, Alex, think of it this Speaking way. Speaking of this, think of it this way. If a pig is an, if a pig is an unclean animal, so is a shiksa. So they treat them. I'm sure. I'm always on the lookout for cheap and discounted foods because we feed our pets a natural diet of mostly meat and things. But I've never gone to those halal butcher shops just because, A, they smell like oh, a diaper full of shrimp. They're just disgusting. They smell horrible. I would never eat anything from there. I would feed it to my pet. But I was always just wondering, what does halal mean? And now you've answered it. Thank you very much. I'm pretty sure it means kosher. It's just a Muslim version of kosher. You guys are breaking up a little on me, and, and I don't want to seem like I'm not paying attention or I'm not getting it, so I'm going to go because I just, um, I don't know what it is. I think it's my phone. Okay. okay well, thank you. Thank you for talking with me. I appreciate it, and I had fun talking to you all. Have a great night. All right. Yeah, you thanks. thanks. Bye, guys. Well, I thought that was great. She uh, really kept it real there uh, and immediately sensed that it was a sympathy play uh, showing Africans eating bugs, whereas a white male just more or less will laugh at, at the <laughs> other helplessness and stupidness of the Negro. Negroes, Negroes. I'm just wondering what kind of a bug it was, though. If it was a caterpillar or an actual insect. 
Yeah, like. because again, what? Why will the white male laugh at the the Negro eating bugs? Because he's aware of log logical causation. He knows exactly how uh, the nigger beast ended up eating bugs, and he sees it as a sort of, well, form of justice or simply reality asserting itself over the situation. Africa is the is the cradle of, of the black race, and, and it's just a mess. It's a total, complete mess, especially uh, sub-equatorial Africa. But, uh, Craig, Africa, in South Africa, how come if Africa is so full of resources, you know, they always tell us the secret yeah. to America's success. How come Africa has always been a failure? If it's full of resources than any other well, continent. Well, in, in South Africa, they still have some leftover things from when the whites were in charge there. So I was just about to say other than that. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, the, 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 again, the leftists and the Marxists and then our country will tell us it's because we've exploited these people, stolen their chrome, stolen their chocolate, and here we are living it up our there. And, and buildings made of non-mud materials, you know, and, and hospitals and schools. Our horrible legacy of oppression, you know, and then and then we turn it over to the monkeys, and geez, the five-year-old can't drive. It drives it directly into a tree. Big surprise. One man, one vote. But but it's not a man. How do you let I, people I hope, that, I, and I, I hope the niggers in this country, I really hope they get a profound sense that a lot of whites who are around them all day long have these feelings to one degree or the other and are harboring them and do not feel comfortable in their presence. And I think they do know, and that's why they really get in your face, you know, they're the worst amongst them. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they do know, yeah. And, uh, I'm just tired of all the moralizing that treats these racial differences as though they can be attitudinized away. You know, a woman yeah. got a TA in her driveway. She calls me up. You need to change your attitude. Uh, okay, uh, if I change my attitude, will the facts change? No, the facts will stay the same. And this this idea that you can moralize away facts, I guess, has been with humanity since the dawn of time. But white males have managed to escape it to a large measure and understand there's a real world outside of my perceptions of it, and I must conform my behavior with it and try to understand it so that I can manipulate it to my advantage. And, and these well, that's just people, another reason why they, they try to Some of them overtly that, say too. that logic is yeah. phallocentric in white male and, and heterosexist and oppressive. Well, whatever. I mean, logic operating through a perception of this is what's actually going on, here's how we deal with it, that's all we have. We don't have anything else. Reality doesn't change because we change our minds. Reality exists. And, and, but in a colored world, it doesn't. There's just what they tell you to think. And that, that makes it awful. That makes it unfree. And I don't like it. I don't like June niggers dictating to me what I'm allowed to perceive and, and, op, and act on. I have my own eyes and my own brain. I can act on what I see. I know what's going on. I can figure it out. I can come up with ways to behave. I don't need Jews telling me what to think about everything. I won't allow it. Right, and today we have it. a situation where, where we have reality, of course. Reality never went away. The reality that we cannot live together in peace or, or productively or in any way. And that reality has not gone away, but... Uh, the mass media perception of this reality is just one line. Uh, uh, this this reality that exists does not exist. It's it's a unique time in history, really. It's some people have said it's uh, akin to the dark ages. I I think there's something to that. You know, yeah, ages. You're right. I mean, they say the the Jews integrate the races at gunpoint. You know, the races hate each other, so the Jews mix them at gunpoint, and then they say, stop the hate, stop the hate. 
You know, it's like they upend a bunch of cockroaches in our kitchen, and then they go, fumigate, fumigate. You know, you created a goddamn problem, you damn kikes. You know, we had at least, we knew blacks were a savage animal, and we, we had laws to keep them in their corner away from us. All right? And we, we used our freedom to defend ourselves, and we gave them a hell of a lot more freedom and civilization than they ever had in the motherland, the motherfucking land. And then the Jews come in and say, your laws are evil, you're evil. And they control the press, and they browbeat us through the press and through the education system, through the government for decades, working on us, working on us, working on us. We still won't breed with the niggers to the extent they want, so they open the borders and let in all the damn Mexicans. It's time for us to respond as the people and say, we are sick of you motherfuckers trying to define us out of existence and decapitate our elite or brainwash it or subordinate, make it all racially treasonous and, and traitorous and, and co-opted to your side. And now a new elite is arising to take the lead of the white race and saying, we are going this direction. And you, you fuckers go over there to genocide and Jewish racism. We're going this way to air and freedom. Chunky good, goy fire bad. <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah. Good goy fire bad. We're the bad guys, and this fucking nigger is a good guy. You know, and that's always how it's portrayed, and I'm sick of it. And I've become damn condescending to any media who call me. We put out the papers, and they want to know about our distribution. Why did you target this house? Why did you pass here instead of there? You know? I say, hey, shut they'll, up. Roll, they'll roll it out, Alex, until whites will defend themselves with violence. I really do believe you're correct there, until whites are willing to die for it. And the next level, as Dr. Pierce said, is they'll try to shut down the First Amendment, and they'll presage that with a control, yep. with, with, with hate, a speech control, which is a, a, they've done in Germany and, and England, yep. the UK. We've talked about it. We've got and this about is that. what they do here, the, 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 the siren call. Look at this hatred. Look at this hatred. These people, all the hatred is just a reaction to this awful mayhem that's upon all of our people. No, no, Craig. Whites never do anything for a reason. It's just out of the malevolence of their black hearts that they <laughs> You know, they hate everybody else. They're very dangerous people. We must abolish them. They only act from the very worst of motives. Blacks, it's always because they don't have enough nickels in their pockets. You've got to keep pouring pennies and nickels into the niggers' pockets. And then at a certain point, you'll notice, gosh, I've been pouring and pouring all day. I think I'm getting some effect. Its skin's suddenly starting to lighten. It, it, it wants to go to the library and, and read books and become almost human. Like, oh, I've succeeded. You know, well, and, Jewish and we people wasted are a trillion dollars plus on that theory, and it doesn't that. work. <laughs> Shit. It doesn't matter how many dollars you waste. They can't become human. They're black people. Take them seriously. They're not us. Stained. They are blacks. They are not like us. They are different, just as the Jews are different. And I'm sorry, kids. If God created the world, he created races that are irreconcilable. Yeah, well, I, I, as you were explaining uh, the situation, I, I kept thinking of uh, the, the alchemist metaphor of the Jew perpetually trying to turn lead into gold <laughs> and, and perpetually failing and it blowing up in his face. Yeah, if you take their motives at their word. Of course, we here in Goyfire are sophisticated, and we know that that's just their cover story, that you know that we're race are all equal. They don't really believe that. They believe they're superior and we're animals, and they have the right to wall themselves off from humanity while from behind that wall dictating to the rest of humanity. And that's what we resent. And we resent to the point we will fight them in every possible way. And we're ginning up the mass white consciousness that eventually will overthrow the Jewish dictatorship throughout the world, and it will reinstall white people in power, the civilized people, the beautiful people, just as they call soccer the beautiful game. That's a beautiful game, and we're a beautiful race. 
we will dominate the scene and we will reorder things and, and recreate the order that makes life worth living for us and our people. There was a, uh, speaking of beautiful people, there was a Hillel in Austin, Texas that was vandalized. And uh, wonder of wonders, it was vandalized within days or, or, or a couple of weeks of its opening. And they showed the, the, the two people who came and vandalized it. One of them, both of them looked to me like black-haired females. And one of them had, oddly enough, a, a lumberjack shirt in Austin, Texas, it looked like, you know, plaid. Is, is that what they wear around down there? And Austin, you know, is a hotbed of, uh, of, of uh, liberalism. And, uh, and, and then the other one was tall, and, and they claimed that she was a, a, a male and had on, like, pedal pushers. And, and you're trying to tell me that some Aryan guy went out there and fucking put on pedal pushers to imitate a woman? I don't believe it. Is this your average Nazi getup? And, and then they threw uh, animal parts, presumably a pig. They call it animal parts. So they have the video of him, you see, walking. And, uh, and then they said they, they put a, had a swastika on the door. You know, I think that's, uh, as I made the thread, I think that's sort of like uh, when white people build a ship, you know, they, they send some woman out there and with a big uh, send-off, and they have a crash a bottle of champagne on the bow. I really think that's what went on down there at the Austin Hillel. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, Jews are famous for... As you said, they uh, deface their own synagogues as a way to gain sympathy. If Jews say something, you just can't believe it. It's that simple. You well, know, I, like the, I like the term not just uh, fake hate crimes, but memorex hate crimes when there's not one to be found on hand. They're obsessed Memor with victimization of themselves and other people. You know, this victim uh, mentality to as Stan just mentioned, uh, sorry, uh, that uh, second caller tried to call in, uh, tried to integrate, but it didn't work. Yeah, so you might want to just keep Integration trying. never works, man. I've told you that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, closing statements, guys. Uh, we have been sort of wrapping well, up. Let this me start, is, Alex. You'll, you'll wrap it up better. Anyway. <laughs> I just want to thank Stan, as Alex already has, for doing this. Whatever has to be learned, Stan goes and does it. And that's made a big difference for us. And I'd also like to ask people who are listening, especially young people, because you guys are going to be alive and we'll have to live through the worst of it. The times that even Dr. Pierce wrote about, although it was supposedly fiction, uh, we're living it and the horrible things going on in, in the white world uh, on the planet. We're a minority race on a dark planet. And the dark's not just pigmentation. It's exactly how most of these races, well, with the possible exception of the racist Japanese who do create things. Um, we don't yeah. deserve this. We have a right to our own homelands, our autonomy. We got a right to all the pie we can shove, shove in our mouth. You know, you can just, unless you have a way to insert rights, they don't mean anything. And so, if you want the rights, you got to take it. Those Aussies are taking it, and I, I like their actions. I, I really, that was inspiring to me to see those Australians stand up, and I hope that becomes focused and uh, focused like a sharp knife. And uh, great work, Australians. Yeah, I want to thank you for listening in this evening. Uh, this was a little piece of history. Uh, we hope to bring you more live broadcasts. Uh, we'll be scheduling them. Podcasters listening in, I want to give a special thanks uh, to you for listening in. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. As ever, this is Aegis. Wishing you the best of goodbyes.
You've been listening to the first Goy Fire live. We have many things to work out here, and we will, because it's the white way. Please visit govnn.com, vnnforum.com, vnnlive, goyfire.com, and thearianalternative.com. This is Stan Sikorsky reminding you that we are the good guys. Darian Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. Darian Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit govnn.com for ordering information. The Darian Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. IRC for Java. Pick your poison. Right racialist. Intercourse. Live and online. VNN Live. That's right. Live chat for VNN. VNN. MINE. NU. 1488. Slash join. Number VNN. Be Java folks. HTTP. Colon double slash VNN dot MINE dot NU colon 88 slash VNN live. Antis need not apply. Come get some. The problem is for the next generation. That's when the hurt's going to come by. Let's get that wing in They're taking over, and and you're a racist pig if you resist. Go back to Europe. It's a war. I'm a painter. In the last two years, I started buying guns. You don't make anything better by adding 30 million Mexicans to it, do you? I'm not going to sit by on my couch and get fat while my country disappears. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to hear from the founder of the Minuteman Project? I'm going, to, I'm going to show you an armed vigilante right here. These are our weapons. The, the reforms in immigration that have completely altered this country have been the result, really, of elite um, sentiment and, and, frankly, you know, ethnic interest group lobbying and so on. The Democratic Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of voters. On the other side, the Republican Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of cheap labor. There is absolutely no immigration law enforcement. Which means we have no borders, which means we have no nation. We don't choose this border, again, as the line in the sand to our own government about what we, the people, demand and what we expect from the government. You know, uh, then uh, you might as well just check it in and make sure there's something good on TV every night and stay out of their way. Don't do anything wrong because you won't stand a chance. 
The United States government has refused to effectively protect the southern border with Mexico for 40 years. Average American citizens are now banding together to stand up against a government they feel no longer represents their interests. October Sun Films presents The Line in the Sand, a documentary by Byron Jost. Visit octobersunfilms.com for more information. Vanguard Radio for the precious 8%.